Hi, I'm Robert Kurtzman. I'm the special effects creator for Black Friday, and uh, you're listening to the Horror Squad podcast. Squad podcast. This is episode number 201. Tonight we're talking about 2001's Joyride. Um, when your co host Todd, we have Joe, Sam, and Steve. Joe, I think we've got an interview after this, right? Uh, yes, we do. Uh, I had the pleasure to talk to uh, Robert Kurtzman, who is a basically world renowned uh, make yeah makeup artist a legend uh, in of the genre. He's won Emmys, he's won Academy Awards. Uh, it's his portfolio is just extremely impressive. Just to name a few, this is you know, what he he also directed uh, Wishmaster as well, and he wrote the story for From Dust Till Dawn, which ended up being um the screenplay Tarantino based it off of. Um, so this guy's really done a lot. But and then his makeup career, unbelievable. So he's worked on films such as From Dust Till Dawn, Wishmaster, Doctor Sleep, The Faculty, John Carpenter's Vampires, Scream, The Evil Dead film series, The Nightmare on Elm Street film series, The Halloween film series, The Friday the Thirteenth film series, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre film series. So I mean, every it, favorite series <laughs> of all time exactly Jeez. yeah i mean it's just it's unbelievable and i'm not even mentioning like half of it and the first movie he ever did actually was night of the creeps so i mean the dude is an absolute legend um absolutely stay tuned i mean for this one because it's gonna be a great one yeah and he's promoting his, uh, his new film black oh yeah friday. that's right yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 we had him on because he's promoting of course his new film uh black friday which will be hitting theaters on november 19th and then it is it is going to hit vod on november 23rd stars bruce um, campbell right stars bruce campbell and uh devin sawa uh steve did you, were you able to watch it i just finished it yeah okay then yeah we, me and steve will talk about it on what watch then later and uh, the elephant in the room here, you guys had a crazy uh, <laughs> listener slash, I don't even know what you want to call it anymore, hang out for seven hours straight. Yeah, we did. Uh, so on Saturday, we had a 200th episode celebration where we decided to do a hangout with our Discord uh, over on Zoom. Uh, this wasn't like, you know, put on the streaming or anything. It was just us hanging out with the listeners and having a good time. Uh, it lasted a very, very long time. We had a ton of fun, had all kinds of discussions from all sorts of stuff. I threw in 25 trivia questions to them. Uh, we just, we talked horror, we talked all sorts of stuff. It was a really, really good time. Thank you to everyone who stopped by. Uh, I know a few people couldn't stop by, but I promise you there will be more of these. I think people enjoy them. So once in a while, we'll just kind of do a, a hangout and stuff. So yeah, so thank you everyone. Also for the book club, we're reading the original Exorcist uh, for this month, and we don't really have a set time when we're going to meet and talk about it because holidays are crazy for everybody. But I never read The Exorcist, so I'm like pumped. I'm excited for it. I'm excited too. I'm actually going to read this one. I promise. <laughs> you said like four books in a row. Just no, stop. This one, You're so toxic. Sure. No, you stop. ain't reading nothing, Joe. <laughs> no. Well, I probably won't read it, but I'm definitely going to get the audio book oh for this one. All right. I'll allow it. Thank you. How <laughs> are things on your end, Sam? Great. I can't stop thinking about Paul Walker. Yeah. R.I.P. Walker? Yeah. Yeah. He's at peak manliness in this movie, would you say? Peak sex appeal? Peak sex appeal, yeah. Not yeah. peak, I don't think. No? Running, okay. running scared is pretty good in that movie, if you've seen it. 
Running scared? I love that movie. I don't know if I have. Let me look it up real quick. That movie actually, I think, is underrated. I fucking when I watch that. The Warren, what's her name from uh, Conjuring series? A girl plays the Warren. Oh, Farrafee beat Farmiga. There you go. Yeah. It's been a long time since I've seen it. on that movie for her. Oh, really? Oh, damn. She shows a little push. What about is this peaks? Is this peak Lily? Was her name? Disagreed with him. I would say yes. What'd you say, Sam? I have seen Running Scare, but I don't remember her going full frontal in it. No, she just shows Bush. It's been a long time. Kind of a strange scene. It's, it, I the, I only saw it once and when it came out so what was it like 2004 or 3 or something like that maybe when that one came out 2006 6 okay yeah it's a good one yeah but is this okay. peak Lily Sobieski sex appeal uh, what else son? is she in though Glass she, House great movie oh Glass yeah. House uh, yeah I'll go with this Todd come on she's, she's been best. in a bunch I feel like she's been in a bunch yeah she has I feel like she hasn't been in anything in a while though maybe I'm just not watching those movies she's in though hmm I know she was in. Wasn't she in uh, 10 Things I Hate About You, Sam? Or am I thinking uh, of a different no, teen? I'm thinking of Julia thinking Stiles. Of them. Well, she was definitely in like a teen drama like that, though. Oh, she's all that? Is that Never been in? kissed. Okay, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Drew Barrymore, full circle. Sam was on the Drew Barrymore show, so here we go. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You're right. Never yeah, it's definitely been a very, very long time since she's done a movie. The last mm. one I'm seeing is like something from 2012, perhaps. I, I see one in 2018 called Americali Kiz, but it's a oh. TV movie. Is Steve Zahn she still rocking? Like anymore. Steve Zahn's a beast, dude. Yeah, he's in the Diary of a Wimpy Kid movies, which are like okay. great movies. <laughs> they're, <laughs> nice. they're awesome. That thing you do, classic. You <laughs> are doing that thing you do. It's another movie full of hot men. It's hot dude week on the show. <laughs> yep. Can't right. wait to hear. Can't wait to hear Sam's take on the nude scene from tonight's <laughs> oh, movie. Right. <laughs> uh, all right. You guys want to get into the questions? Let's do it. Uh, you can ask us those questions on social media at the Horror Squad Podcast or. On our Discord, you know, a lot of new members on our Discord. Welcome to the group. Uh, we really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, you can, you know, ask us questions there. Uh, most people do. And it's a good time. So the first uh, question is from Black Lagoon Girl. Uh, she says, I have a question for the next pod. So she asked it last week. What subject matter on the horror genre scares the absolute shit out of you? And are there any movies dealing with that subject matter that you refuse to watch? Example, I am scared shitless of aliens, but I won't refuse to watch any alien movies. Patrick is terrified of possession movies and absolutely refuses to ever watch The Exorcist. Um, so I like, well, Home Invasion probably scares me the most, but I actually like watching it because it's like an exercise for my brain and my survival skills. And it tells me what to do and what not to do. And the movie The Strangers, st- the Strangers still scares me every single time I watch it. It's so fucking scary. Uh, yeah, I I would think possession movies probably scared me the most uh, growing up. I mean, you know, as an adult, I don't really feel like anything really scares me so much anymore. So um, I remember the first time I saw Stigmata, like that movie really fucking scared me. Like when I, I saw that in theaters and I remember I went home and like I couldn't sleep that night. So uh and then like six cents so like yeah ghosts or possession movies were 
always like the ones that hit me the hardest. How long did you check your palms after watching that movie? Which one? Stigmata. Stigmata. Oh man. <laughs> that was like, man, it was really creepy because then I came home and it was storming like really, really bad. And I walked into my bedroom and there was like a leak in the bedroom and like the ceiling was starting to buckle. Like there was like, it was like, like, and, it, and I was like, oh my God. I was like, there's a fucking demon like in my bedroom. You know, was that your parents' waterbed that you probably like it, power slammed was, that night playing wrestling? It was the same bedroom because we ended up like switching bedrooms and I took over that room. So maybe. Right. <laughs> you never hear of parents taking over their kids swapping with the kids you hear siblings swapping bedrooms all we time. like my, yeah growing up like our i think like i slept in pretty much every single room in that house like we just for some whatever reason like my parents just moved our bedrooms around like all the time i don't know why your mom probably saw like a demonic spirit and was like, right, <laughs> maybe it's yeah. after joe i gotta get him out of here <laughs> uh who knows yeah i don't know i'll have to ask them next time i see them why'd you guys always change our bedrooms around because everyone um, was fighting <laughs> Uh, nothing that scares me, but I won't watch stuff like uh, Serbian film or something like that because I'm not going to find any enjoyment with it. It's just shocking for shock value, you know. Animal deaths too is troubling. Uh, no, I'm not afraid of any genre. Uh, I guess this the one that's scariest is would be ghosts, but they don't scare me anymore. You know, they just scared me as a kid, and sometimes I get like that kind of goosebump feeling, but that's uh, pretty much as good as it'll get. Um, but like Todd, you know, I won't go out of my way to watch something that especially that deals with um sexualizing children or uh like animals and shit i, I just can't it just grosses me out too much so that's stuff i'll stay away from but that's not because i'm scared that's just you know it's gross to me so I won't, I won't go into too much detail for sam's sake but i do the scene always pops into my mind it's not the turtle scene either from uh cannibal holocaust it's this little uh i guess rat like creature that they get i'm like oof if you remember that one mm -hmm. all right next question is from eric since y'all wanted to talk smack about rusty nail and candy cane what would your cb radio handles be that's a good one i asked sam this did you guys ever like have cb radios growing up or like did your parents or anybody no no just walkie-talkies that you would like get frequencies on mm-hmm I remember, I don't, I have no idea why, but I remember like my parents had one in their car for a little while and like they used to like talk to the truckers. <laughs> I don't know. Um, that's a great question though. CB radio name. Mine would be, I don't know. Dirty, be dirty Joe. Dirty Joe. <laughs> biggest dickest. <laughs> I just biggest dickest here. What is it, Todd? Biggest dickest, girl. Biggest, biggest dickest. Biggest dickest. It's also my Roman name. Black oh. sheep. I like Mama's Boy, though. That was a good one. Mama's Boy. What's yours? Nacho Queen? <laughs> Come on. Nacho Ass. Because all oh. the truck drivers would be trying to holler at me. All right. <laughs> hey, we're, hey, Nacho Ass, you out there? <laughs> nacho Ass here. Yeah, stuff, uh, when, so I went on a trip to Italy one time with 50 other teens. And we all named each other. We all gave each other nicknames for the trip for whatever reason. I don't remember. And a lot, <laughs> everyone called me the great Canadian Woody. So <laughs> it's probably oh. that. Yeah. That's, that's probably it, I guess. I don't know. I've never had a CB radio, so didn't give myself any names. He also says, I don't even remember the sequels. Is Rusty Nail one of the most underrated horror villains? He was brutal, relentless, and smart. Yes, definitely it. underrated. 
Have you seen the sequel, Sam? I've seen the second one, but I don't remember it. I think they're but all I mean, on. just underrated based yeah. off of the first one. No? It's kind of weird that he never got a bigger budget sequel. I never saw the sequels, but I know they're like direct to DVD or whatever. But maybe that movie didn't do well. Maybe we're just remembering it fondly. Well, why didn't they bring back? They should have brought back like the three of them. Like that would have been interesting to like continue on with their them. But would it though? Like what would they have done? I don't know. Like they go after him now? No. All right, fine. They got other things to do. (laughs) This one didn't do that well. Maybe that's why it made yeah, budget was 23 mil. It only made 21 mil in America and Canada and 36 overall. So maybe that's, that's right. That was also in 2001. I don't know what month, oh, October. So that was right after September 11th too. So no one was going to the movies. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk about my thoughts about uh, Rusty Nail in the review, but uh, I haven't seen enough of him to call him underrated. You know, he's just a generic killer to me, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. It's uh, on the voice. Right. Yeah. The voice is great. But anyway, well, I'll talk about it during the review. Uh, next series of questions from Weezerface. Thank you guys for reviewing Joyride. Well, thank you because so uh, as we talked about for episode 200, we let the listeners A, pick the movies that were going to be voted on and B, vote on the movie that was going to win. And it was a two-way tie between Dawn of the Dead and Joyride. So really, it's because the listeners wanted us to do this that we're doing it. So and I'm glad we did. You know, it's a movie that I hadn't seen since the theater in 2001. So thank you. Um, so question, what are some of your favorite road trip horror movies? The Hitcher original. Hitcher. Road trip. Oh, Jeepers Creepers. Vacancy. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's scary. That's a good one, yeah. Got Luke Wilson and Kate Beckinsale. Mm-hmm. Wrong turn. Kind of one. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, yeah, it is. Kind of. Don't shake your head, Joe. He's on a road trip. No, I'm... Movie stinks. I'll, I'll stick to stink. it. <laughs> I can't think of anything that's out of those that are like a road trip movie where they're actually on the road the whole time. Like obviously there's stuff like Texas Chainsaw where they're technically on a road trip and yeah, end up, end up somewhere. Place. But yeah, it's not an actual road trip movie. Definitely, uh, it, it kind of counts. It kind of, I guess a little you, bit, right? Yeah, I'd count it. Yeah, I'd count it. That's my answer. That Texas Chainsaw. <laughs> Do you think the two dudes in the movie deserve what they got for messing with Rusty Nail? No. No. Rusty Nail is a little bitch. <laughs> they didn't come on, man. You you gonna tell me you don't understand you can't tell that Paul Walker is a, a dude. Mm-hmm. I'm Candy Kane. Give me a break. <laughs> no, they probably they did I don't think they deserved as much as they got. Maybe they deserved the um the first little joke he pulls on them, if you want to call it a joke, but then he took it a little too far. <laughs> the car in his car in a tree? That's okay, not yeah. Joe. That's attempted murder, Joe. Ah, you Seriously. know. It's all right. It was I can fun. see him like telling them and maybe bumping their bumper or something, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I just looked up Rocher Power movies. There were a few. Hills Have Eyes. That's a great one, both the original and the remake. And then what else came up here? House of a Thousand Corpses. Do you consider that road trip horror? I guess. I, I right mean, there. they're all in the same vein where they're, they're on a road same. trip. Yeah. Stop somewhere I count and, them. I say, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And Wolf Creek. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's one that people don't talk about a lot. No. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Next uh, question from Horror Fan Ryan. If the squad was taking a road trip, where are y'all going? Who's driving and what kind of car are you taking? Oh, well, we're supposed to be taking a road trip soon. I feel like Todd or Steve would drive. Probably Todd. 
Todd yeah. be the driver. I'll drive. Todd's the dad, so he'll be like, shut up back there. You're not getting any more fries. <laughs> Come on, Todd, just another fry stop. Just please. win peace, Sam. <laughs> oh, that, that would definitely be Sam. Yep. I told you to pee before we left. <laughs> uh, where are we going? Well, we're going to Monroeville, Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah we are. Yeah. Yeah, super that's looking the plan. forward to it. I was actually looking at hotels the other day. So I'm, nice. Oh, yeah. that's exciting. Yeah, I'm I can't wait. Yeah, let's uh, no, let's get let's get a semi nice one so we're not in the, in the ghetto. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Which is I, where know, I stayed in when I went. Really? Yeah, it was not good. Yeah. No, you'll you'll have to let too. me know then. Uh, I don't know what the Monroeville like you know, geography uh, is like. So I don't know what's other than I guess ratings on online. I'm pretty sure one of one of the Discorders <laughs> lives super close to that. So if they can help us out, that'd be awesome. Yeah, fairly certain. It's in the, it's like in the middle of nowhere, isn't it? Kind of like not very, like uh, a pretty desolate. It's, right? uh, it's right by Pittsburgh, basically. Right. Oh, is it near Pittsburgh? Right. Mm-hmm. I always heard Pittsburgh's though. There's not much to do or see there. Like it's just like all like, uh, if you like the Steelers. Yeah, the Ugh. Steel City. I don't. I fucking hate the Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and if we were going to go on a road trip together, like outside of that, because obviously we're all meeting there, it's different. But if we were going to take the car from there to, you know, California or whatever, uh, what kind of car would be all in? Oh, the mystery van. machine. <laughs> you got to get a mini, like a, a minivan, not, a, not even a minivan, like a full size 10 seater. There you go. A nice van. Limo. Yeah, I think a gas. A <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I like that. Yeah, the RV, that'd be cool. That's awesome. I don't want the 18 van. I was a big fan when I was a kid. So, uh, all right. So, the next one is from Michelle. To add to Ryan's question, what's on your road trip playlist and what are your choices of snacks? Well, I have a playlist on Amazon called Dad's Fire Playlist. Ooh, Hi, that Dad. I, that I play to my. <laughs> yeah, no one likes it. <laughs> Let's give us a song on there, Todd. Uh, damn it, Blink 182. Nice, yeah. Um, you got some uh, Weezer, you got some Lit, um, nice, bunch of shit. Some 41, all the old classics, yeah. Okay. I'm, for, I'm, I'm for that. That's fire playlist, dude. Mm-hmm. As a fire, that is definitely a dad fire playlist right there. I love it. Um, I would throw in some um, horror movie soundtrack music. Sam no, you wouldn't. Okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Never mind. Then. What about you, Sam? Um, I would go with '90s pop. That's usually what Joe and I listen to. Like Spice Girls. Is that what we're sure, talking about Spice here? Girls. It can be Third Eye Blind. That comes on a lot. Goo Goo Dolls, Britney and Sync, Blink. Matchbox comes on. Twenty. Matchbox Twenty, like the good a, old TR TRL days. Yeah. play a Semi Charm Life classic. Mm-hmm fantastic it's song. a great song it is a great song and i'll throw doing meth <laughs> i'll throw in a few i guess <laughs> it is oh, that song like doing meth no it's, it's about, about doing girl. meth no the song's about, about a doing meth. how Look can i get song. back to the place where i fell asleep inside you i'm telling well, how... you okay i'm gonna i'm no I'm actually i think the song later I, i'm i'm looking it up now yeah and i'm gonna add a few just you know i guess for the slightly older folks uh, I'll add some Queen, uh, Nirvana. Um, got all those in my dad's fire playlist too. Oh, okay, perfect. There you go. I've so, got you covered. Got some Michael Jackson in there. Michael, MJ, all yeah. right. 
Yeah. We got some of the Rocky Horror soundtrack. All, all of it, let's be honest. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And now, you know, it's uh, we're, we're about to hit our road trip. We got our tunes. We got our car. We got to pick up some snacks. What are we picking up? All right. So the snacks we're picking up, we're going a quick trip. QT. Todd, do you have a quick trip in Kentucky? No. What a shame. It's like a 7-Eleven, basically. Uh, way better than a 7-Eleven. Oh, sorry. We're getting nachos. We're getting taquitos. We're getting Doritos. We're getting jalapeno chips. We're getting Sour Patch Kids. We're getting Snickers. We're getting Skittles. We're getting the frozen hamburgers that you pop into oh, the microwave. I'm going to have the shits for sure. We're getting hot, <laughs> hot dogs on the rolly thing. Oh, boy. Three-day hot dogs. Yep. Pizza. Lunchables. Ooh. Throw it all in there. We'll send you in to get the mm-hmm. snacks on. <laughs> mm-hmm. And now I feel bad. You know, she's coming out with five bags of food. I'm coming out with a bag of pretzels to be like, oh, <laughs> is that what we were doing? <laughs> um, yeah, because I, I, pretzels is like the perfect thing for me because I can, I love them, but I don't love them so much that I, I eat a lot of them, you know, so I can portion my pretzel consumption. That's why it's a... You're not supposed to portion come road trip. Yeah, no, but... <laughs> All right, so next series of questions are from Mondo. Who ended up winning the meetup trivia? So like I mentioned before, uh, I put the listeners to the test uh, with some trivia and proved once and for all that it's not easy when you're on the spot. You know, when you're listening to it, you have time to think about it. It's, it's a little easier, but when you're on the spot, not very easy, but they still got a lot of them. So Joe, I think you're keeping somewhat of a score. So mm-hmm. who won the trivia well there seems to be a little bit of controversy um according to one of our li- uh, listeners chuck but Uh-oh. uh by my calculations uh i gave it to michelle because i feel like she definitely uh, got the most answers right how many points are we talking here um you know you know to be fair i didn't really do it like point <laughs> by point but you know i, I was paying attention, <laughs> paying attention. <laughs> i was yeah but you know uh, if, right. if Steve wants to send me over the video, I can rewatch it, but it's, I'm pretty sure Michelle won. <laughs> oh, well. Then Michelle won. Sorry, Chuck. I remember no. you said Michelle after trivia was done, but I, I did. I thought you were keeping track of the points. I, I was in my head. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. That's why, well, this is why Todd does uh, trivia score. That's now. right. Yeah. <laughs> I, got a, I got a spreadsheet and everything. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he also asks, why were the questions so hard? Oh, uh, really? Were they, they that weren't hard? hard? They no, were they not hard. hard. Give me an example of one. Uh, yeah, one that no one got, which you would have I mean, they were hard, like, had but... in two seconds, is uh, <laughs> what's the name of the mall from Dawn of the Dead? What's the name of the mall? Mm-hmm. The Monroeville Mall? That's right. <laughs> oh, that's uh, it, <laughs> They were on, hard because... They were questions that like Joe and I were like, man, we just asked these on the on the episode and we couldn't even remember. Yeah. Yes. Give you the remake. Like, uh, I asked again who uh, the voice of Vigo in Ghostbusters 2 was. I um, couldn't tell you. I still don't remember that either. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was last week. <laughs> Steve. It's, uh, it's and it, Mac- we didn't know what low shoulder was for like seven months. Yeah, I know. I, know. Uh, I was waiting for that one. It's Max Fonsado, by the way. So anyway, just uh, stuff like that. A lot of them I, we'd asked on the podcast at some point before. Um, I asked trivia about us. Like each of us had one 
piece of trivia. So uh, what uh, TV show did Sam appear on? What's the name of your first book, Todd? Uh, Joe, what's the movie he's going to be in? And for me, it was um, what's the short that I was in? So just stuff like that. The wanted poster short. And yeah. also what movie is Todd and Steve? No, not wanted. Missing. Missing. <laughs> missing. Yeah. Shark Exorcist. Two. Right. <laughs> I can't wait. It's going to be so fun. And Mondo's final question, worst horror movie of the year thus far? Oh. I feel like Steve's got the most to choose from. Well, obviously, he's got like 90. Just going off the top of my head right now, I'd probably give it to Grizzly (laughs) 2. Yeah. Does that count fully? I know. At least it released in 2021. It's a 2021 release, but it was like a movie that's 40 years old, but you know. But I feel like I, you were already expecting it to not be that great. So I feel like you had other ones that you didn't really yeah. like. I'm actually, I was thinking about this actually the other day. I'm going to base my list more on like mainstream ones that disappointed me rather than like the absolute like worst stuff that probably a lot of people haven't seen. That's what I'm doing so, too. It's, too. it's kind of too easy <laughs> with the low budget ones. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm trying to like think, I mean, Right now, like the conjuring would be on my list. It maybe isn't the worst one of the year, but it's definitely the most disappointing for me. Yeah, if we're doing disappointed, I'd probably go Halloween because I had a lot of high hopes for that one. But it's not like a bad made film or anything. Yeah, the disappointing conjuring three for me as well. Uh worst, uh, I don't want to say because you know the episode's in like a month, but the one that's like the sixth worst <laughs> worst, just because I have my list, is a movie called Medusa, where um, it's a person in New Zealand that she gets uh, bit by a snake and beca- slowly becomes Medusa throughout the course of the film. And the payoff is, wow, <laughs> it was not good. So that is the honorable mention of the worst this year for me. So there are five more that I didn't like. And Grizzly 2 is in there right now. It's, it's still my bottom five because woof. <laughs> All right. So next question is from Oddjob versus 007. Do you think this year has been bad for quality horror movies, or do you think we've just had a long run of amazing movies that have brought up our standards? No, I I just think it's been a down year. I mean, you know, there's been some decent stuff, but man, like I remember like last, the last like five years, like I had a tough time pulling a top 10 because I was like, man, there's ones in there that deserve to be in my top 10. This year, there's going to be stuff in my top 10 that probably doesn't deserve to be in there so um and i honestly thought this was going to be a pretty good year because i was like oh like a lot of stuff that was supposed to come out in 2020 is getting pushed to this year but yeah it's been it's been a disappointment and i mean what do we have left ghostbusters that's really about it so i want to see that car movie that's getting a lot of buzz titan oh yeah yeah that's the the same lady who did raw right i believe the same director yeah i think so yeah what's that about girl has a sexual relationship with a car yeah, we, oh, saw really? our, we saw our trailer for it, Sam. We did? Uh, yeah, it looked really weird. Uh, they didn't really tell you the plot in the trailer or anything. But and last saw night, it like within a movie? Yeah, we saw it when we went and saw something. I can't remember what, but we definitely mm-hmm. saw the trailer for it. So we but got last Soho. night in Soho, too. Yeah. Yeah, Soho, Antlers. Antlers. Although, like, I haven't heard, like, a lot of buzz about Antlers. I've heard buzz about last night in Soho. I've heard a lot of people really loving on that. Antlers, I really haven't heard anything, so I'm not really expecting too much out of that. Ghostbusters next weekend, pumped. Yeah. yeah so there's still some... Actually, isn't this weekend, isn't it? This, this, this weekend. Coming, yep. This coming weekend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got my tickets. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I can't wait. Co- covering it next week. 
right? We are. That's right. Yeah. I'm excited. Very excited about that one. Uh, It's actually my most anticipated film of 2021 at the beginning of the year. So super pumped. And yeah, uh, yeah, same thing as Joe. Uh, If you listen to our first episode of 2021, we're talking about the year and we are at, at, like our expectations were huge because all these giant mainstream films that we love got sequels this year and just one after the other they ended up being for the most part disappointments you know uh conjuring was a disappointment saw was a disappointment uh candy man was good but definitely had some issues uh you know just all these big titles that we were looking forward to just weren't doing it so i think it just happens to be a shitty year to be honest you with think you. it's because we've been sitting on them for too long like we got the trailer and then I don't think so, because I think if I had seen those movies last year, I would have the same reaction to them. You know, they just weren't great. Yeah, like one that pops in my head from last year is like Anything for Jackson, which I think like this year would probably be like my number one or number two. And last year, I don't even know if it made my top 10. Like it might have been honorable mention. No, it was not honorable for you. I think it was like seven for me. Mm -hmm. That's too bad. Uh, All right. Uh, horror had another question actually have you have any of you actually ever used a cb radio before so you said your mom had one joe did you actually use it yourself no i was like way too young like to do it but i remember like my mom would like get on and like try to rile up the truck drivers (laughs) like talk shit to them like no she'd like try to like turn them on from what i remember like she'd use like a she'd use like a sexy voice or something like that and then we'd all laugh has she seen joyride then because that's like she probably has she probably has seen joyride this was like pre-joyride for sure all right and the last series of questions are from uh chuck captain amazing 85 and we're gonna try something new this week Uh, it'll be our first horror squad audio question so he recorded the audio sent it to me hopefully i can plug it in so here it is hey horror squad uh, this is Captain Amazing 85, a.k.a. Chuck, with some listeners' questions from me, a listener. Uh, so first question is, what was your first car? 98 Frontier Truck Stick Shift. Nice. 90... Learning how to do a stick shift sucks until you get it, and then it's easy. Um, mine was an automatic uh, 91 Honda Accord, and his name was Harry. Harry the Honda. I don't remember what year mine was. I want to say maybe 84, but it was a Toyota Camry. And I remember when my mom was driving it, I was always so embarrassed. And I would like act like I dropped something in the the floor of the car. And I would act like I dropped something or I would tie my shoe every time we passed like all of the neighborhood kids. And then I think my mom saw and she felt really bad. So then I stopped, but we always got made fun of for that car that I had in high school. And I was like, I hate my life. Because everyone had like Eclipses and Honda Civics and Cavaliers. I remember like everyone thought Eclipses were so cool, like in high school. (laughs) Yeah, I dated a guy in high school who had a yellow. Well, no, sorry. I thought you said Cavalier, Joe. Sorry, never mind. And mine was. What did he have? He had a Cavalier and it was like fucking yellow and he put a big ass ugly. No, he put a big (laughs) ass ugly spoiler on it. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? This is like, no, he thought he was cool. Hey, it worked. You still dated him. Yep. -uh, That's when I stopped because I was like, ew, you're kind of gross. Like he was just doing it to like 
look cool for other people. I was like, yeah, what a turn off. Hmm. Mine was a 97 two door uh, silver Honda Civic. So that was my first car. Honda Club. Yeah, <laughs> it was uh, <laughs> It was great because uh, in high school, I was one of the only ones with a car. So that definitely helps your reputation when you're like the only one who drives, you know, because I got my driver's license the day I turned 16. So I didn't, I wasted no fucking time at all. I did my courses before I was 16 in anticipation of doing the exam on my birthday. So yeah, it's a, it's a good time. And that's how your career of being a ladies man started. <laughs> if I could still access my MySpace, I would post pictures of me with my Honda because I definitely took some photos with it, but I definitely don't have any photos anymore. I tried to access my MySpace like a couple of years ago, but it's like, if you don't know your password, you're fucked. Like, cause it's like, oh, well you send it to your email, like fucking Joe man rock at fucking comcast.net or whatever. I was like, I haven't had that email in 20 years. <laughs> Even if you just do like the URL, like myspace.com backslash whatever your. Yeah. You can go to your profile, but it doesn't have like all your pictures and stuff for whatever reason. Like it only has like certain ones. So I do that, Sam. What is it? Like you just do. Yeah. Then backslash whatever your username was. I I don't even know what my username was. Oh, (laughs) you could, you could probably search your name and then like MySpace. Yeah. Most of them probably don't exist anymore, but Hey, you know, MySpace is still like one of the most visited websites. Cause like, it's really still popular in other countries. That's crazy and popular among like the music industry or something like it's a well JT because JT owns it right yeah he right. bought it yeah um all right second question is there any vehicle from horror that you would absolutely love to own like what is your favorite horror movie vehicle mm. Dead Reckoning from Land of the Dead nice movie sucked sucked <laughs> Second time I'm gonna say it tonight. You suck. I know I'm trying to piss Todd off tonight. Tell him Todd. Um, uh, that's a great question. Uh, I mean, Christine is like the obvious answer. Kill you though. That would be badass. Well, I mean, am I getting the actual vehicle, or am I just getting like the prop? I'm, like You're getting the I... actual vehicle. It'll oh, turn you shit. cool, but also kill you in the process. <laughs> oh shit! All right, then maybe I'd go with. Uh, I'll go with the. Uh, I don't fucking know. I don't know what I would pick either. I'm trying to think of like cool cars. Yeah, if you count it, uh, for me it'd be the Ecto One, even though it's oh a, yeah, it's a it's a piece of shit because he's constantly having to repair it in the movies. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it'd still be the Ecto One. I fucking love that car. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. His next question. Third question is: What is the longest road trip you've ever taken, and to where? Well, this is an easy one. Sam and I can probably use the same answer. Uh, Kansas to Massachusetts when Sam moved here. I flew down there, and then we drove back together with the dogs. How and, long is uh, that? Ooh, I, without, like, if you were just going straight through, um, like, 25 hours. But it probably, it took, we had to keep stopping to let the dogs out and stuff. But we still did drive straight through pretty much. It took us about a little over 30 hours. I drove the most, just saying. She drove through the entire state of Ohio because, you know, as people know, I'm uh, a wanted no, man. I drove so. all the way. No, I don't know. I remember at one point I was so tired. I had to pull over. I was like, Sam, I can't even see straight anymore. Like she had to take over. And then like an hour, we were like an hour away 
from our destination and the fuck there was like a fucking massive like accident on the highway and we we're like in dead stop traffic for the last hour it was awful well i went on a road trip by myself i'm not gonna include the moving road trip but i drove it wasn't it wasn't far but it was um so i lived in kansas at the time and then i drove by myself to texas i drove to like austin and then i went to san antonio and then i went to dallas like i was just driving around by myself i'm surprised i didn't die i don't know why i did that um but yeah i'm really surprised i didn't die would i do that this day no because i'd probably die why would you die because <laughs> someone could have kidnapped me oh. todd okay like i was i i could have the car could have stopped like it wasn't a reliable car you know I just wasn't very smart you know I was just staying at hotels here and there like it would have been a perfect opportunity for someone to like stalk me and kill me you were doing your thing girl I was get some pepper spray call it a day <laughs> um 31 hours for me from California to Kentucky oh. about three days worth with the dogs cat kids when we moved here and then second is texas twice from kentucky which is about 15 hours good times um as a passenger it was from montreal to uh, daytona florida which is about 29 hours um so that was to go to spring break and went back and on my own like actually driving i i don't go too far it's actually to salem massachusetts so which i did two years ago to see a jones am um and on the way back of course so That'd probably be my longest trips. Um, all right. And the final question for tonight. Last but not least, M. Night Samoan. Can we get that food pairing, please? Thank y'all. Love the show. <laughs> oh my God, I love that. Um, I'm going to go with burgers since they have to go in the diner. Burgers and a side of sweet Paul Walker's ass. Ooh. Oh, yeah. With a rusty nail up it. No. <laughs> so, so that's all the questions we got this week thank you everyone for asking them we really appreciate it and now a little t- little coffee don't do it oh i'm doing it don't you do it you're doing oh, it I'm doing it deadly grounds coffee everyone thinks because you're a zombie you don't know good coffee well they're wrong there's only one brew that gets my seal of approval deadly grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure the aroma is so intoxicating it brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. What watched? I can spoil spoil it and say I have zero today. So Come on. Wow. What about Sorry. Clifford? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, the reason I wasn't at the hangout was because I was watching Clifford the Big Red Dog new movie, uh, 2021 release. Ah, it's a cutesy movie, man. If you got kids, they'll like it. Uh, if you got dog lovers like Sam, she'll like it. It's about a dog that is big and red. Um, it's got some a couple scenes with adult humor that I thought were hilarious, but other than that, it's all cutesy kid stuff. So Clifford in theaters now. Did you love cry? it? I did not cry. No. At the end, it kind did of the, went off did the, the kids nose, cry? So. No. It wasn't no like a crying cried? dog. It wasn't like a crying okay. dog movie. Okay, I remember. What did we watch, Sam? Where like we both like bawled our eyes out. Oh, a dog's purpose. Is that what yeah. it was called? Yeah, 
Oh man, the dog it's just like about a dog who continuously dies and like gets reincarnated Jeez, into another dog's dark. life. It's like the saddest movie ever. Yeah. <laughs> it will literally like grab your heart out of your fucking chest and squeeze it in Jeez. front of yeah. your face. Mm-hmm. It's a great movie though. <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, I'll go next. Uh, so I watched, Sam attempted to watch it, but fell asleep. Um, Escape Room Tournament of Champions, uh, directed by Adam Robitel, who came back from the original. And this one is pretty, you know, similar sort of storyline. Um, so the movie starts where we get a, as previously on Escape Room, which I thought was interesting. It literally showed like the entire first movie in like, um, which I, Strange. I, I, I haven't seen that in a while. I'm like, wow, this is kind of bizarre. I was like, why the fuck do, do we need a recap for the first movie if we're watching the sequel? But uh, so yeah, basically we, um, the two survivors of the first escape room come back, um, the girl and the guy, I don't remember their character names, uh, but they come back and they are heading to go take down this organization or whatever, when they end up back inside of the escape rooms. Um, but this time they're with people who have also been involved in the escape rooms to where one of the characters is like, what is this, like a tournament of champions now? Um, so, you know, that's like the dialogue you get in this movie. Uh, man, I was really, like, disappointed with this one. Um, you know, it's it was, like, more of the same, but with just a completely, like, terrible story. Um, yeah, it, it was not good. I, I would not recommend it. And apparently there are t- two different movies here, which Steve and I discussed off the air apparently the theatrical version and the at-home version are two like totally different movies different characters different endings um so i'm a little curious honestly to see what the theatrical version was um but the new character introduced in the uh at-home version is isabel Furman, who i believe that's her name who uh, most of you would know for orphan she is like a big character in this one and her character is just terrible in, in this movie um so yeah a uh, bad movie probably um you know it won't make like bottom of the year or anything it's more i would say more like middle of the road for me this year because there is some fun to be had here like if you just turn off your brain um because the escape room stuff is pretty fun like you know i did enjoy those parts of it but everything else is is just terrible yeah i so i'll 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 do mine too because i've been holding on to this for like fucking eight months now uh so mine will also be escape room 2 2021 film which i saw in theater uh and a totally different version than joe saw apparently um so in my version uh isabel Furman is that her name uh she doesn't even appear in the movie i saw so i have no idea what her uh, character arc is uh what we get in the theatrical version is i don't i don't want to spoil it in case people want to watch it but there's a character from the first movie who died who comes back in the sequel completely with no like a very half-assed explanation uh super rushed and for absolutely no fucking reason like this character comes back makes an appearance and then goes away again it's just why you know um there are a lot of issues with this movie so i was the odd man out in the squad i didn't like the first movie i thought it was too much suspension of disbelief i thought the the rooms were too like unreal you know like it just they have fucking lakes in a building and bottomless pits and all sorts of shit i just it, i just couldn't get past the logistics of uh what they were presenting now in the theatrical version i don't know if it's the same in joe's version 
they actually try to explain how things like the bottomless pit were actually achieved, uh, particularly the bottomless pit. So it's just, it's weird that they're like, okay, this is how it really went down, you know, not the way we saw it in the movie. And I, I get it, you know, it's, they're trying to kind of help the suspension displays, but I still had a hard time. Uh, the traps were okay, but not great. I thought they were figuring out the puzzles way too quickly like unnaturally too quickly uh there, there's a part where they have 30 minutes in a bank but they figure everything out like you know it's like super sharp like it, if you've ever been in an escape room and you have in a little room you'll have a hard time finding what to do they're in this giant room with multiple fucking like you know drawers and things and everything and there's electricity going off and you know water running and they figure out everything like super quick and it's just i don't know i honestly yeah. I don't like the movie uh, any more than I did the first one. So it's a total pass for me. Yeah. And like, man, like, I don't, I don't remember it as much in the first one, but in this one, like they're like, they fucking explain like every single thing when they're in the escape room, they're like, Oh, it is this. And then there's the, like, it's just like, it's like literally 90 minutes of just people explaining like their like thought process. <laughs> like it's, it like started annoying me after a while. And I was like, did this happen in the first movie? Cause I don't recall it, but maybe just cause like I saw it happen so much in the first one that it really dragged on me this time. But yeah, sk skip this one for sure. I, I, yeah. Yeah. And spoiler alert, uh, without spoiling too much of it, the ending of the theatrical is basically the same ending as the original, like almost exactly the same ending. So it was, it was very confusing. I still, it's like they got nowhere. You know, it's like you, uh, it's like you're going from Montreal to Salem, go around, come back to Montreal and then say, okay, ne next time we're going to Salem. <laughs> it's weird. It's, it's a fucking. Awesome. Yeah. And in the at home version, it's completely different. Like we're introduced to a new villain and everything. So. Yeah. Very curious as to what happened there. It just. Mm -hmm like to change the movie that much. So from what I read, the runtime is about the same, but mm -hmm. 40 minutes of it are different. So that's a big fucking chunk of movie for yeah. a movie that's what, like an hour 40 maybe? So yeah, that's have, it's weird. You know, more than a third of the movie being completely different, like completely different than the other is is odd. Yeah, uh, and I think that that's probably why the movie is not that good. Like when you don't have like a clear vision, like that I feel like fucks you. Got anything, Sam, this week? I don't think so. Are you because you're not talking about the other one that you watched, right, Joe? I'm gonna talk about uh, oh, well, you watched Black Friday too, so yeah, you can talk about that with us. All right, so uh, this one, Sam, uh, Steve, and I can all talk on as uh, we all watched Black Friday, which is tonight's attached to tonight's interview, uh, with Robert Kurtzman, who did the makeup effects for this film. And uh, yeah, so Black Friday is about, um, you know, the namesake, Black Friday. It is about uh, a group of people who work at a toy store uh, on, and it's Black Friday, of course. And basically what we are introduced to is a meteor crashes that night. And this meteor basically starts turning people into... I would say zombies, but I really don't know because it's not really explained all that well. Um, but it's kind of like aliens, you know, like I believe. But anyway, like this, you know, these group of people in the toy store, we, we got Bruce Campbell, who is the manager of the store. 
uh, Devin Sawa, who is uh, one of the workers, and a whole other array of characters, you know, six or five or six of them, I think. Um, they basically all have to survive this attack on the store and get out alive. Um, yeah, and that's basically the premise of it. Um, so I'll throw this to Sam. Why don't you tell us what you thought first? I don't know if I can really say what I thought of it. All right. I, I won't watch it for months, so go for it. I'll forget. I mean, I'll, I'll start us off. Um, I, I didn't like this movie, if I'm being quite honest with you. Um, yeah, I mean, I was disappointed. Like, I, you know, I thought that it had, like, a good, like, an interesting premise. But for me, I found most of the movie boring for a movie that was, was supposed to have, like, a lot of chaos and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. There was just something missing to me with this one. And like, I did think, I, I mean, and credit to Robert Kurtzman, I, I do think the best, you know, part of this movie is the makeup effects, like, you know, and the creature designs, like, cause those look amazing. Like, and all of that is cool, but it's just like the story to me. Um, I just didn't really care about many of the characters. Um, you know, they're all just kind of there and none of them stood out to me really. Like, I just felt like we didn't have anyone to root for um really like you know and yeah i mean just to me mainly boring is what what it comes down to for me i mean you get a really cool like creature design at the end but then it's defeated so lamely like it's just like there's no real like climax and it just kind of ends so yeah this was a big disappointment for me um so i also agree for the most part with joseph the makeup really cool the monsters really cool all the infected people look cool the kills are fun um devin was great though handsome as ever um there was just something missing like i don't know what it was i feel like this could have been such a fun movie i was looking forward to it i was like oh i'm gonna be watching this one every year but i don't know it just kind of fell flat i really wish i could put my finger on it on what it was missing but I can't unfortunately and like how Joe mentioned the monster at the end like how it's killed or defeated I saw like I see how it is it gets injured by a thing and then I go pee and I come back out and the movie's over I'm like oh so what how they kill it and Joe's like just by what you saw and I'm like what I'm like no um so yeah I mean I don't regret that I watched it though this Bruce's main character was in it for like three minutes. Oh, he's, he's there quite a bit. I would say the main character, but he's definitely like a good portion of the movie. Um, I, I agree with Joe and Sam. Um, there's, you know, it's a movie about Black Friday and that that's kind of, you know, we've talked about it in the past. That's a movie I've been kind of waiting for for a long time. I think there's a great story that can be told during Black Friday uh, that's clever and fun and in this one they're setting that up you know they're setting up the store for the first like 10-15 minutes of the story getting ready for the crazy Black Friday shoppers who are outside banging on the fucking windows like complete animals and then you see all the shoppers come in and you're all ready for it and then five minutes later stores closed and all the shoppers are gone and it's like what <laughs> and I was expecting they're talking about reopening the store maybe I thought okay are they gonna just like bring it back in nope they like disappear. It's like they didn't have the budget to have people in the store. So they just kind of set up the idea, but didn't actually ever do anything with it. So that, that really sucked. Um, the demons, which looked really cool or zombies or whatever they are, they, they looked amazing. Like the makeup on them was amazing, but they come in 
and then leave and then you wouldn't see him for a while again it's it's just like and then they'd go into these stupid like boring character development things that you really don't care about like uh Devin Sawa's character like having alcohol in the bathroom stash because of whatever and then like his relationship issues and it just it would go into these like weird long like tangents of people's relationships and it's just I don't give a shit like why are you talking about this there's an apocalypse going on right outside your store and you guys are spending time arguing about the most mundane shit ever um it's just it was lacking a lot and it's too bad because there were moments of brilliance where you're thinking oh this could be a cool movie but overall it just wasn't and it's a shame yeah i mean bruce like yeah i thought bruce was going to be in it for, like you said top for a cameo but he is in it for uh, the majority of the movie and you know he does his bruce thing in it and he's he's fine in it honestly i thought like the cast like was fine i just don't think they had a lot to go off of really yeah it's funny so bruce he does like the voiceovers like on the mic for the store you know like uh, announcements and stuff i thought for sure he would stay in that room the whole time because yeah, that's yeah. all they could afford you know type of thing you know like uh but no once i saw him come out and actually like join the cast i was like oh okay cool thank god you know so no it's yeah it was, it was didn't Bruce, even yeah. recognize him at first really yeah i think i was just so excited about seeing Devin, and then halfway <laughs> through i was like oh shit i didn't even realize that was bruce and joe's like really i'm like yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so it was, a, it was a bummer unfortunately but you know still stick around for the interview thank you rob for coming <laughs> oh i mean like you said his his makeup effects were really yeah. awesome they like, really yeah that was really are, the yeah. highlight of this film is whenever yeah, the creature really. when the creatures were on screen mm-hmm. the movie was good yeah but they weren't on screen all that much so that's mm-hmm. yeah I, I think also like the fact that we don't really have a main character in this makes it suffers because like you don't know like who you're supposed to be rooting. supposed to be the main character i guess but is he though because like yeah, I just, because I we see that he's um he's like a single dad or he is co-parenting with his ex-wife he's been at this job for how many years like 10 plus years he started when he was a teenager he's like in his late i don't know 30s maybe it's been longer maybe he's been there for 20 years i don't fucking know anyway yeah. He's been at this job working there all the time. He kind of treat, we see that he kind of treats it like high school. Like he's kind of like, you know, like, I don't want to say the jock, but he kind of treats it like his high school days where it's people are like, well, shouldn't you be embarrassed? And he's like kind of dating. He thinks he's dating this young girl, but she's like, we're not dating. Like you're just someone I kind of hook up with or whatever they did. But I feel like we got the, we got to know more about him than anyone else. Yeah, I mean, I but feel you like know, I don't that. think it was executed well to where you right. really grasp that. Yeah, because I feel like we followed that other kid for a really long time too. The one from Goosebumps, there. You told me that other kid. There. Yeah. So um, like, I, yeah. I mean, I feel I like just, he's kind of the main character. Like he would be under yeah. Devin. All right. Because he, I mean, you kind of get an opening scene with him being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His parents are kind of shitty. Like so. Yeah. I don't know. And the yeah the whole ending I won't talk about it again because you guys both covered it but the whole ending was stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So my last one this week is a, a 2021 film that I watched over on Netflix, and that's There's Someone Inside Your House. So this is a story of a graduating class at a high school, and uh, there's this like jock football guy and he going to his football game. But all of a sudden he wakes up and his house got broken into 
So he kind of looks around the house. He goes into a room and there's pictures of him like doing something really bad to another student during a hazing. And it's all over the wall and stuff. And then this uh, hooded figure comes in with the, with the mask of that guy's face and he kills him. And then the high school is like mourning that, that guy. And it starts happening again, where this killer who wears the face of the person he's going after exposes their deepest secret to the rest of the school and then uh, kills them. And so it becomes kind of a whodunit slash kind of teen, you know, horror film, a little reminiscent of something like Scream or uh, things like that. Uh, honestly, this was better than I expected. Uh, there's some cool kills. There's some like genuine mystery as to who did it. Um, it's interesting to see people's like secrets revealed and kind of the reveals that go like come out throughout the film. And overall, I thought it was a pretty good film. Like I, I enjoyed watching it. Uh, I sent a message like to Sam saying that this was one she would particularly like, I think. Uh, for me, it didn't quite make my top 10, but it uh, it came pretty close. It's like my top 15 of the year so far. So I would say uh, this is one to watch. And that's uh, There's Someone Inside Your House over on Netflix. All right. Sounds like we'll have to watch it this weekend, Sam. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I really want to watch... Uh, <laughs> I really want to watch... Uh, is it The Deep House? That one sounds cool. It just came out. The Deep House. What's that? Yeah. So it's about, uh, it says, while diving in a remote French lake, a couple of YouTubers who specialize in underwater exploration videos discover a house submerged in the deep waters. You know, I saw the trailer for that. Sounds cool. Something. Yeah. It's, uh... yeah it's it just the, came out. The Deep House. The Deep House. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like, I think it's supposed to be like a haunted house underwater movie or something. Yeah. I'll add it to my list is starting to grow of things I'm trying to polish off for the end of the year. Mm -hmm. And then I've also heard of uh, here's one for you, Steve. Maybe the medium, a horrifying I story. I oh, talked you, about it last week. It? Oh, you did. Okay, maybe that's I why I have it saved. <laughs> it was on my what watch last week. All right, that's it's, on my uh, list, and I was like, okay, that's why I put it on my list then. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely one to watch. A little slow okay. at the beginning, but the second half is is right. worth it. Yeah. Wonderful. Is that all you guys got? That's, that's it. it. All right, pull them trivia questions out, and the Deep House has a two point five right now on Letterboxd. Okay, that's not awful, not great, not great, not terrible, as that guy in um, Chernobyl says when they're looking at the levels. Oh yeah, the, the evil guy that denies <laughs> yeah. everything. He's like, not great, not terrible, and then the fucking <laughs> thing melts down. <laughs> the, All right. <laughs> All right, this is game number 44. I'm currently in the lead with 108. Steve, second place, 104. Joe, third, 101. Sam, 72. Boys, girl, are you ready? Let's do no it. No drink tonight, though, so. Boys, girl, Jedda. 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 Who would like to go first? I'll go. Ooh. All right, Daddy Steve. Uh, so all of mine this week are from Kayla. Shocking. <laughs> Actually, Kayla. I yeah. Trivia brought to you by Kayla. Kayla, right. <laughs> um, so the first one, in the film Near Dark. So Todd, you should ooh, ooh, hopefully ooh. know this one. Who killed the bartender in the bar massacre scene? Uh, that would be uh, Bill Paxton. His character name. Um, Do you remember? <laughs> doesn't count. Um, 
I don't know. Starts with the S, I believe. Sever. No, it's cl- it's close, close enough. It's, it? uh, yeah, it's Severin. But oh, yes, it's a great movie. Fine. I keep saying it, man. It's a great movie. Is that where Severin came up with their like the company came up with their name? I wonder. I have no idea. Not spelled the same, according to her, mm-hmm. anyway. So All maybe. Right. Who hasn't seen it on the show? I don't think I've ever seen it. I haven't. Oh my gosh, Sam, you love it. <laughs> What's it about? Vampires. Road oh. trip par. It was on my list. It, was it on actually list. is a road trip. Yeah. I yeah. mean, the, the basic plot is this guy, younger dude, sees a hot chick and he doesn't know she's a vampire, bites him. And then they take him into their brood, but they like have to travel around and shit. And it, like his dad is trying to get him back. It's pretty good. Huh. He's got Bill Paxton, so he's crazy. Lance Anderson. It's good stuff. All right, I'll go. Um, <sighs> Cujo was infected with rabies. Where did he get bit? His leg. His leg is on the board. His face. Face is on the board. His neck. Neck is on the board. I'm gonna give it to Sam. It was nose. <laughs> I haven't watched Cujo in a long time. And he got bit. Either. What did he get bit by? A skunk? It was a something? bat, wasn't it? Bat. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe. I don't remember. I can't. It's been a while. Yeah. All right, I'll go. First question comes from Kayla. What is the name of the bar that George Lutz goes into when he meets his friend Jeff? The Slaughter Lamb. Oh, I thought you were going with Mary Werewolf. <laughs> in what, sir? Read it again. What is the name of the bar that George Lutz goes into when he meets his friend Jeff in the Amityville Horror, the mm-hmm. original, 1979? Moonlight. No idea. I have no idea. Yeah, it's a spooky name. I'll give you that. Dead Zone. No. The Haunted Bar. Night Owl. The Amityville Bar. bar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Spook House. Sam, it's, cool actually, it's actually the name of a bar in Salem. Ooh, dig deep. Oh, it is? Yeah. Sort Lost of. Souls. The Scorpion no. Bar. The Bar the, Bar. It is called the Witch's Brew Bar. Oh. Oh, that's fun. Cool. All right, Samson. All righty. Got a tagline for you guys. Oh, God. Wrong turn. <laughs> Shut up. That's your guess, motherfucker. Joyride. I meant to say oh, Joyride. I know. I figured you meant to say Joyride. <laughs> All righty. The tagline for Joyride is fucking dumb. But what is it? It started as a joke. Now the joke is on them. <laughs> it's not it's to a the fucking point. joke. It's about my life, man. Why'd you make fun of me? Get out of here, Rusty, now. I'll take off your bra. <laughs> <laughs> I've never Put done the fuck this the basket. <laughs> yeah. oh, scared. Okay, ready? Yes. Yes. Someone shut the fuck up. All right. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> <Yeah>. Dang. <laughs> okay. They can only kill you once, but they can terrify you forever. Oh shit. Damn it, Kayla, with their freaking taglines. I hate them. This is this is my tagline. Oh, this is yours. Oh, yes. Never mind. I revoked that. Sorry, Kayla. Only kill you once. <sighs> mosquito. Hellraiser. We got mosquito. We got Hellraiser. <laughs> Two. Like it's um piranha. We got piranha. That's gonna be a no for me, dog. The answer (laughs) is near dark. Oh Oh, shit. Thanks, Randy. Randy from Got you. I got you guys. All right. right. Um still from Kayla. Kayla. In in John Carpenter's Vampires, what was the name of the prostitute who was bitten by Valak in a motel room? Okay, well, you don't oh, ask no. this because I also got that question sent from Kayla, oh, and it's okay. Katrina. <laughs> All right, I'll ask. I'll ask another one because uh, she sent me six anyway. Wait, so. t- wait right. for Joe 
to be honest. Oh yeah, I could. I know. I could have been. I could have just. I'm answered. proud of you. <laughs> did she get a silver bullet question, Joe? Uh, I did not. No. Okay. In Stephen King's Silver Bullet, what was the color of the Reverend Lowe's car? Oh, red. Red. Blue. Blue. Yeah, that's right. Joe puts the point. Blue. Nice. I guess. Whatever, dude. Just a car. Whatever, man. Sorry, my phone locked. All right. Due to a, uh, Kayla, due to a very small budget, the William Shatner mask that became the iconic Michael Myers mask was the cheapest one that they could be found, that they could find. How much did it cost? $2. $15. $2 is correct, Joe. Oh, wow, really? what a guess. Damn. Nice. That's cheap, too. For That's crazy. Mask. Fuck off. <laughs> slap him in the back of the head. Okay. While at it. <laughs> All righty. In The Howling. Where did Eddie arrange to meet Karen? In a um, uh, porn theater, like a porn viewing thing. Correct. Have I seen Correct. The Howling? Yes. Did we review it? No. I don't think we no. did, no. no. Maybe actually, we maybe, talked about maybe, it on the D. Snyder show. We're not maybe D. Wallace. <laughs> Wallace. <laughs> actually, maybe we didn't watch it, Sam. I think I might have watched it on my own. Well, then. Yeah. Rude. Porno. It's pretty good. Someone in this pod doesn't like it. So I, I don't like it that much. You didn't like it, yeah. Nah. Well, I trust Todd's opinion, so I'm never going to watch it. Yeah. It's a solid werewolf flick. All right. Okay, so this question comes from Kayla. Shout out to you. Yeah. All right. In the craft, what corner does Sarah call? Ooh. What corner? What? West. We got west on the board. Oh, uh, the north? Right. I don't understand. We got north. Is that, is that a, I don't even know <laughs> uh, if that's a, East. Steve got a point. Oh, All right. I don't understand, I don't understand the question. What does it mean? They call like the, the four corners. corners. They, yeah. Southeast West. Oh, okay. God. <laughs> Fake horror fan. I shouldn't. Yeah. I shouldn't even answer. Then they wouldn't have had no idea. All right. So this one is a blast from the past because I'm sure I've asked you guys this before. So let's mm-hmm. see if you remember the oh, answer. Boy. Uh, in what country was Nosferatu banned in? Oh, this was Germany. A- country. Wrong. Damn it, Steve. You know, I'm not good with these. Russia. Canada. Wrong. Wrong. I'll give you England. one last guess. I'll give you one last guess that doesn't Germany. Count. <laughs> uh, I was just said. <laughs> it's I said a, who said that? I said Germany first. Sorry, it, okay. Oh, my bad. One last guess each. It's a country uh-huh. in Europe. France. No. Um, in Europe? Great Britain. No. If Same. I was a country in Europe, what would my name be? <laughs> Sammer. Europe. 10. <laughs> Europe. I couldn't even tell you what Europe looks like. <laughs> Probably like Romania or something. Italy. Europe. What's that one where like Frankenstein's from? Transylvania. Transylvania. There you go. Is that a country? Yeah. Yeah, it's a uh, Romania. Oh. Europe. Uh-huh. When people go to <laughs> Europe. <laughs> when people go to Europe, where do they go? Where do they, they travel? Everywhere. To? Uh, Ireland, Scotland, Spain, it- Italy, UK, Sweden, Italy, Italy Europe's- Oh wow, Europe's Denmark. Big. It's like Italy. Yeah. no idea. Austria. All right. So the uh, the the answer was Sweden. Sweden. Those Swedes didn't like it. No, it scared them. All right, I'm gonna pull out a Todd original here. Oh, um, okay. Tell me, who was considered for the role of Rusty Nail in Joyride? The voice or the actor? I'll take whatever. Whatever you got, I'll take. Chevy Chase on the board. 
That'd be fucking weird. That's random. <laughs> he's hot. All right. He's not he's bad. Hot. Maybe he's 30 years ago. <laughs> this is his, this part of the year is his time to shine. Christmas vacation. Um, I will say it, God. There, I'll let everyone go and then I'll tell you the genre he's more popular in. Well, okay. God, I, Jim, Jim Carrey. I fucking read it in the trivia oh. like yesterday. I don't remember. Howie Mandel. Oh. Okay, he is an action hero. Sylvester Stallone. Yes. Oh, Stallone. that's awesome. Stallone. Nice. I love yeah. it. That yeah, would have been distracting. I, I read the trivia last yeah. night. It was uh, like, oh, interesting. <laughs> that was interesting. Huh. All right, Joe. Oh, my turn. All right. In Joyride, this is a Joe original. In Joyride, <laughs> where do they tell Rusty Nail to meet them? Seven, um, room the 17, but 17. the motel. Yeah. The name of the hotel. Sun oh, Star. Sam. Ooh, correct yeah. answer. Really? I didn't know <laughs> if that was the gas station. <laughs> no, no, the Lone Star, Star Motel. All right. Heck, I'll meet Paul Walker as a ghost <laughs> in the hotel room. Oh, shit. All right. You see? Mm. <laughs> no. no. A lot of time's passed. All right, Sam. Last question. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> what is the subtitle of The Howling 2? Oh Jesus! Oh, fucking no! Uh, Lecture uh, Boogaloo. The yeah. Reckoning. The second one. No, actually, it, I think it's the Awakening. Is it the Awakening? No. No. Bummer. Boo. I don't. I've never seen this. Think sequel. about what it's about. The Wait, Howling. The Howling. The Howling's Return. <laughs> All right. More Howling. howling. The Wolf. More Howling. Um. The answer <laughs> is. Wolf. Wolf, the answer wolf. is your sister is a werewolf. Really? I would never have guessed that. That sounds <laughs> terrible. <laughs> it's like a goosebumps, like book. yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. I have a bonus Lame. question. Are you guys up? Boner. For a bonus? Yes, always. Should I make it a two-point question? No. Oh, no. Close for that. No. No. Okay. Well, it was a two-point question. Let me see <laughs> if I can make it into a one. You can still ask it and just make it one. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just make it one. Okay. In an interview, Sid Haig said these were two of his favorite horror movies. What were they? Oh, Christ. Psycho. The Exorcist. Jaws. Psycho and Jaws. Psycho and Jaws. And Steve said. And I'll go. Maybe he's a ghost fan. I don't know. Uh, Exorcist and Poltergeist. Texas Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That that makes sense. (laughs) And The Hills Have Eyes. You guys were so close, but not really. Oh. Um, House of Wax. He was oh. there opening night. He said it scared the crap out of him. The it Paris was one of the first 3D Paris movies that he yeah. saw. Are you listening to my little facts? I am saying Sorry. Those facts. And then Cujo, no? Sid said, uh, just think about a 200-pound dog trying to eat your car. R.I.P. R.I.P. Sid. R.I.P. Sid. And stop fucking with his wife, people online. Damn, dude. What are they What's doing? Happening? They troll her like constantly. Dang. About what? About Sid being dead and stuff. It's like pretty sad. That's what do they up. say though, Todd? You're leaving out um, the tea. No, I mean when he first passed away, there were uh, a private messenger saying he looked like a skeleton already before he passed. Um, just like saying stuff to make her lash out, and then her getting a temporary ban on Instagram and stuff like that because she's defending her. You know, dead Dude, what stuff. is wrong with people? People are just sick. rotten, man. Yeah. It's just the internet, man. It's like 
it's you know everyone's anonymous so people just write shit yeah. that's just fucking yeah, awesome. about that. bad about your dumb self losers mm-hmm. loser fucks mm-hmm. like imagine if it wasn't like anonymous and like like it had people your actual be, name and face nice. like, yeah it wouldn't be clean because we we see people with their actual name like still talk shit but it would be yeah. a lot better <laughs> be a lot better mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. we should do that they yeah. should find a way i like know. that yeah. i do too Internet yeah. name is only your your actual name. It's like they already have the information, so might as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All right. I like it. Right. All right, that concludes tonight. Uh, twos across the board. I'm still gonna leave with one ten. Steve one oh six. Joe one oh three. Sam seventy four. We're almost there. Woo-woo. People at the end of the line. Let's see what happens. Joyride. All right, Joyride two thousand one. Drop the bag. Yep. Before we start, can everyone give their best candy cane impersonations? Candy cane. Oh, I, th- I thought you. Oh, had, had actually oh candy cane. cane. No, no candy now. cane. Hi, Rusty Not Rusty now. I want yeah. you tonight. <laughs> God, it's yeah. That was uncomfortable. Yeah. Hey, hey, Rusty now. Don't forget that pink champagne, baby. That's pretty uh, good. I like to imagine that they're right next to me. What would you do if you're sitting right next to me? That's pretty good, Todd. I, I, I would touch your shoulder. <laughs> Low shoulder. <laughs> take off your bra he's such a fucking nerd dude you <laughs> deserve to get fucked with <laughs> sam let's hear it um who am i doing i'm doing candy cane. actually oh, you yeah, should do rusty yeah, no, you, yeah, you, yeah, you should do rusty yeah. <laughs> you guys got really excited about right. that <laughs> um okay what is he oh candy cane anyone seen candy cane <laughs> What's Love the it. other guy's name? Black Sheep? Black Sheep and Mama's Boy. Black Sheep. Black, sh- Black Sheep. Candy cane. Tell me why the girl's in the room with your brother. No, it's not great. <laughs> All right, Joyride. Joyride. Directed by John Dahl. Written by J.J. Abrams. Um, all right. Three young people on a road trip from Colorado to New Jersey talk to a trucker on their CB radio, then must escape when he turns out to be a psychotic killer. So we got Paul Walker. Uh, he's a lonely college boy and he's talking to, uh, Lee, Lee, Sabinski. Sorry. She's just, uh, you know, broke up with her boyfriend. They're long-term friends. They're long distance. She's at college. He's at college, but they're separated from a lot of miles. And she's like, I wish I could just like get out of here. And he's like, I have a car. And then he buys a fucking car. He sells his plane ticket, goes to meet her up. But wait, Steve's on the brother. He's a little bad boy. He's in prison. He's in jail. He gets arrested constantly. So Paul Walker's like, uh, I'll go fucking pick up my brother. He's older than me. He's a loser. He picks him up. They go on the joyride together. But Steve's on. He buys a CB radio just to fuck with people. He's a little jokester. So he starts messing around. He's like, tells his brother to like act like a girl and see if he can get like some uh, some truckers to bite and play around with them. Lo and behold, uh, we got. Uh, Kent or Rusty Nail, voiced by Ted Levine, right? That mm-hmm. bites on it and he's obsessed with candy cane and he's like clearly a horny old dude with anger issues. They tell him, hey, meet me up at a motel so we can bang it out. But they give him the wrong room. They actually give him the room of a guy that is a, like a prick at the motel desk station, racist prick. So uh, Rusty Nail shows up, uh, severely assaults the dude in the wrong room sets him on a path for revenge against our boys because he's like, why'd you make fun of me? I'm sensitive. And that's it. Um, first time, long time, man. This is, I watched a lot on tape. 
as a kid or you know younger teenager or whatever uh so first time a long time and it's got some good tension in it man it's got some issues with it that are like kind of like the era problems like the 2000s problems um but overall that was a fun movie and i guess i'll just leave it at that i just saw that this movie is directed by the guy who did rounders which i don't know why i found that interesting but that movie is fantastic if you've never the seen po- rounders. The poker poker yeah with, with matt damon mm-hmm. this was actually his fall this was actually his follow-up. Uh, oh, well, great movie. Edward Norton, Matt Damon, great movie. But anyway, Jack to Joyride. Um, yeah, so I hadn't seen this in a long time either. I remember I had fond memories of it, though. Like, I remember watching it when I was young. I mean, because this came out, like, when I was, like, I think, like, a freshman in high school. I was school. a freshman, so, yeah. Yeah, so, like, I remember, like, watching this in my high school, early high school days and really enjoying this one. And to me, it still holds up. Like, I had a really fun time watching this once again. It just, like to me it's like about the chemistry like i feel like like the chemistry of these three actors like uh especially paul walker and steve zahn is that his name um is fantastic in this like i buy that they're brothers like they just have like that great chemistry and then throw in lily sobieski and the three of them together i think are great and then throw in the voice of ted levine who of course you know best for buffalo bill from sounds of the lambs he his voice is just so perfect um for this movie and is great um so yeah i mean great tension throughout i i definitely have some problems with it um the later into the movie we get but we can get into that later but overall solid movie problems <laughs> i got 100 problems but joyride ain't one or is it 99 problems apparently i got two problems because i don't know the song um all right guys joyride so this was my pick um, I've always been a fan of Joyride. I had like the biggest crush on Paul Walker. He is literally, well, he was literally like just the cutest boy on the movie screens. And this, I saw this movie in theater and it was really scary. And it's always like, I don't know, it's just scary and fun. It's like a perfect like date night movie, you know, where you get a little, you get scared and you want to cuddle up with your person. It's just so fun. Um, Rusty Nail is terrifying. He's a loser, like Todd mentioned before. All the energy that he took to go after Lewis and Fuller and Venna, he could have already like pounded five other women at a hotel. Is pounded offensive to say? Oh, pound the shit out of them. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, it's all right. If it's in a hotel, it's okay. Yeah, but I mean, Anything even goes. watching it, we watched it tonight and I was still like, my anxiety was a little high because just all of the shots of him driving the fucking diesel truck in the crops. Like if you've never been in a crop field at night, it is terrifying. Um, So yeah, it's, it's a good movie. And I feel like, I don't know, Fuller always fucking cracks me up. Like I'm the one who is like, let's prank call this person or like get on there and act like you're someone else. And I just like bust out laughing. He's hilarious. And (laughs) I don't know. It's just funny. I wish I had a sibling anyways. Um, yeah. So I, I liked it, of course. Yeah. Um, I didn't see it since I saw in theaters in 2001. So it had been a long time and uh, I enjoyed it. You know, I, it was a, like, for lack of a better term, it was a fun ride. Uh, I thought there were a lot of, there's good tension. There are some genuinely funny moments. Uh, Steve Zahn, some of the lines just really cracked me up. Like a line, like when he's in the hotel room and he immediately goes to watch the porn. And he's like, she's not a Marine. It just takes me right out. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> it's just, it's 
little these little one-liners that really get me and he's just a really funny guy uh i really liked the you know the the playing off it's just a voice like you don't know who uh you know uh, rusty nail is for the majority of the film and just the you know using the cb radio so brilliantly to kind of make this movie and everything uh and you know there are only limited situations really that they could get into you know when you're having a truck come after you but they really like hit them all and do a good job of it you know like the entire scene at the gas station when you see the truck driver come out of his car with what looks like a bat and coming towards the car it's just you know even though as an audience you know it's probably not him uh the way they filmed it the way they react to it it's just it's brilliant and there's a lot to like about this movie but i do have issues with the end particularly with rusty nail um you know i don't think they should have showed him I really don't. Uh, and if they showed him, he needed to be something special. And he wasn't. He was just a normal big dude. Um, because they allude to the fact early in the film that there's something wrong with him. Uh, so I thought he was like severely disfigured or there was something different about him that gave him these issues and why he wanted, you know, he's so excited about Candy Cane and that whole situation. But we'll get more to that. And also um, the few like, practical effects we get like the first guy the first victim without the jaw i thought was brilliant it looked fucking amazing so yeah really enjoyed this one first of all paul walker and his roommate in the dorm room at 3 a.m are sleeping with lamps on <laughs> i'm like what are we doing boys um <laughs> that just initially i was like what the fuck yeah you know i agree with steve on that he just looked like a regular overweight dirty white dude it's like keep him in the shadows or make him that's a good point because i think he's like you'd be disappointed in me or something and she's like as long as you got a heart and soul that's all i need or some shit it mm -hmm. would have been a nice twist if he was disfigured or like monstrous or something but he was just dirty white guy whatever um i thought you could have removed the girl completely and the movie still would have been fine because that's when it kind of loses me it's like it's really good and then they stop and pick her up and then i think they lose us some steam like we could have just capture at the end like we know the reason why he's going or just make it that he went to pick up his brother at jail like a couple mm -hmm. states away or something i think you remove her and it's fine especially because they throw in like her college friend like randomly that like yeah. that's his victim <laughs> like uh... yeah, no we made her for two seconds we're supposed to give a shit that like yeah. hour. <laughs> so i think remove the girl and you have like a tighter script if you just like shorten a little bit and just keep it with the boys and it just keeps escalating from there i think you got a better thing um and then, like, the love triangle was kind of forced. Like, wait a minute. Like, Paul's going to meet her. They obviously want to bang it out uh, or go to Pound Town or whatever. And then, like, Steve Zahn <laughs> gives her the eyes. And she gives him the eyes. And, like, they're drinking. They're going to bang that night for sure if it didn't get interrupted. Mm -hmm. so that was kinda, not a I don't know. Like, I feel like she really wasn't into him. Like, she they even filmed tried it. to, like, shoo him away. They, I they heard filmed, that. They filmed yeah. that, yeah. yeah. But I no, heard, like, she liked it. She did. Did she? She might no, and room. she kept saying, she said no a few times. <laughs> Homeboy didn't get the clue. Okay, but okay. he was, he was, he's like, yeah, but he wasn't being like mean forceful. He was being a little suave. But it's little. like, no, she had to say it more than once. I know, but she wanted it, I think. No, she didn't. I think she did. <laughs> Because uh, Paul wouldn't pull the trigger. That was his perfect opportunity. No, she like hoped it was Paul. She got so excited. She opens the door and it's Fuller, not yeah Paul's and you do in. you do and you see kind of the disappointment on her face that's why i think and then she tried to shoo him away so like i don't know if anything i mean granted he was like getting her pretty drunk in there so like i 
he he might have yes. like been able to get it in that way <laughs> which you know really in today's standards probably wouldn't that's probably wouldn't even be in the script you know because like it's 20 years it, ago it seems kind of forceful yeah it was but, um yeah. you know what my a big gripe too i have is that the bad character characters in this don't really like get anything like the dudes in the bar are, like pieces of shit you would think like um the trucker would kill them you know like let's kill them or something but they never do and the only one that really gets his is the guy that gets his um jaw ripped off other than that it's like justice for the ice truck guy super cool dude he's helping yeah. him out yeah he really went out of his way to deliver that credit card <laughs> <laughs> chasing him down he's chasing him down Aww. i would at some point i'm like fuck this he's fucking uh, like going he's like on the dirt road going over like yeah. hills and shit like that yeah. he's a fucking ice truck i'm like oh, was- all right well fuck you guys you clearly don't want your credit card back I was laughing hard when like the ice truck driver is like walking towards the car and he's like Lewis and Paul like is yelling. He's like, he said Lewis. He said Lewis. When they're in the bar and like they're like, tell your bitch to shut up and Fuller comes over. He's like, bitch, let's go, bitch. <laughs> yeah, he's great. Steve sounds great in this one. They're, I mean, they're all pretty great. Uh, so my question to Sam when we were watching this is, do you think he was going, like uh, Rusty Nail was going to kill C- Candy Cane if he went to that hotel room and she was there? Like, was he just crazy the whole time? Like, or was it the prank that like sets him off? Or do you think he's just fucking full-blown crazy? And when he met with Candy Cane, he was going to murder her. That was direct to Sam, right? Yeah, that's for no, you, no, Sam. no. Okay, no, no, no. You said no, that's Sam for all you guys. So? No, no, no. I said I was talking to Sam about. Oh, okay. This, but no, all right. I was wondering why there was like a. <laughs> yeah, we're all waiting on Sam. <laughs> that's a good point. I didn't think that about question, it. That stupid joke. <laughs> I was like, wow, is that really a bad question? I don't. Know. I, I always thought of face values because he was, um, you know, belittled or whatever, and it set him over the edge. But that's actually a good theory that maybe he was a serial killer because he's on the road. Truckers have that access, so. Yeah, I think he would have just because, I mean, he spray painted the signs. He put the little walkie talkie thing back in the trunk. He fucking duct taped a booby trap with the gun. Like, what the hell? Well, and he rips that guy's fucking jar off. Like, if he yeah. wasn't that crazy, like, he would just been like, oh, I got fucking pranked and like walked away. But clearly, he, the guy's fucking unhinged. <laughs> if that happened today, the YouTubers, they would have jumped out with their cameras. We got you, bro. <laughs> right? Oh, definitely. <laughs> Smash that like button because we got him. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Uh, you know, like, I obviously, you know, fucking crazy. There's no doubt about that. But, you know, this might just be a guy who's so lonely and this was his one opportunity to maybe get laid, you know, because he never gets laid. You know, he's he pretty clear about that and the way he talks and the way he, the things he said. So this might have just been what drove him over the edge, you know? And I mean, like I said, he's obviously crazy, but I don't know if he would have necessarily killed Candy Cane uh, if it had gone exactly his way. And that's a whole other thing. It probably wouldn't have because that's not how life works. People don't just do exactly what you want. So he probably would have ended up killing her just because there's no way she would have lived up to the expectations that he probably had on that meeting. But I don't think his intention was to go there and kill her. And here's my other question. How did Rusty Nail find them? 
like did he was he like watching like and like just was like oh those are the those are the guys that probably did it because yeah, like turn off your brain for that one. <laughs> yeah, right. so i i thought that when he walked by the car he saw the cb radio in it that's what sam but said cars too, don't have yeah. cb radios so i mean you're in a fucking hotel with like four cars and one of them has a cb radio yeah Good he was in the chance. diner he was in the diner scene too inside of it oh can you see him no, you hear his laugh. Like he goes, oh, oh, oh. oh yeah, oh, right. Okay. I mean, that doesn't explain everything, but no, because he already knew that they were there. So yeah. Let's talk about that butt scene, Sam. Let's look at the butts, dude. <laughs> oh my god, are you good joking? butts? Let's rate the butts. Um, who had the better butt? I feel like Paul had the better butt. It was a nice little booty. <laughs> All it right. was real nice. And then when he when it shows like the front and it's like literally. He's just covering his package, like his nice little stomach. It's nice. He should have made him order hot dogs. It would have been more <laughs> or, so- or, or sausage. <laughs> Joe was like, when they were walking in, he was like, no way. Someone would have already called the cops. And yeah. I'm like, shh, you quiet over there. Let, me enjoy- <laughs> Let mama enjoy this right now. Some, some dad would have beat their asses. Right yeah, now. I was going to say so. Or someone would have tackled them. Like there were kids yeah. in there and shit like that. Like, um, Yeah, but if the- you're like in the middle of nowhere, it's like a rest stop. They yeah, showed some of, of the people like, looking like hillbillies, so maybe they were trying to <laughs> well, say. Yeah, but those people fuck them up. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. true. Yeah, and the other thing, like, man, those when Paul Walker gets up and fucking runs out and jumps out the window, those cops would have fucking shot him. Oh, like they, they, they would have shot him in the sure. room right there. <laughs> yeah, they would have been justified to this fucking guy. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Like they, they're all fucking. They're the guns. that don't move, hands up, and he just fucking takes off. They easily would have shot him. Like, and then they fucking start shooting the truck, which is unbelievable too. It's like <laughs> <laughs> this is also twenty years ago though, so you got to think yeah. about right. That. Yeah, I mean, it's like like you said, like early two thousands logic. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I, 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 that that is my biggest problem too. And Todd and Steve already talked on this is like the reveal of us. You know, it's just like so underwhelming and i agree like i think like don't show him at all disfigure him or i would have even been okay if they subtly like put like a shadow over his face so you never actually like see his face so it keeps him or like wearing a hat mm-hmm. with like a black shadow so you never actually see like what he looks like i think that would have been much better or even yeah. get, i didn't think it ted levine to do it like <laughs> honestly it, it should it had to be either someone famous that's a big reveal, like, oh shit. Yeah. Or someone super disfigured, or don't show them at all. That was the three options. Right. And the way they do it, it's not even like you anticipate this big reveal, right? Because mm-hmm. the whole movie you're set up as you don't know what he looks like. But it's just like a shot of him while he's uh working on Lily Sobieski there. Like he's in the room and it just shows him. And I'm like, right. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess that's him. <laughs> like it just it's it sucks. It's it's really too bad. I think they really ruined what could have been a really cool reveal you know so. yeah or just, yeah or like you said just or just keep it mysterious and mm-hmm. it's yeah but it's i mean it's, it's it's a cool man like it's like it's just like a slasher movie basically with a truck like you know like the truck is your main villain in this movie and it's it worked it was really it was really cool it did have an obsession with motel rooms in this movie it's like they did every plot device <laughs> was, a, was a motel room well, it's how it all started, so they had to keep going back. To it yeah, but I also think like when you're on the road and you're a trucker, the two things, the yeah. three things you see the most are gas stations, motels, and diners. And mm-hmm. I think, in a way, it's kind of conveying that lifestyle uh, by going back to the same 
you know, bars and stuff, stuff like that, that truckers are known to go to, you know, so that's why I think they were doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't know how he kept track of him the whole time. Like that, that's right. You know, so we, we did talk about how he probably found him the first time, but they went all the way to the university. You know, like that's a little unrealistic there. That like he doesn't have a fucking job or like a schedule, <laughs> right? <laughs> What's he hauling? <laughs> <laughs> Your Amazon package is going to be late. Yeah. <laughs> Where the fuck is my book? Yeah. He's in between yeah. deliveries. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I got a, a deep question for this one. Oh. Um, I don't have a brother. So I, you know, I, I'm interested. I think I know Joe does. I don't know. Todd, did you have a brother? Okay. Well, if, if you did have a brother, would you watch porn with him in the hotel room? Because to me, that, that would be like a, Hell yeah. the last thing I would do. <laughs> I know. All right. Let's let's be honest here. We've all watched porn with our guy friends. Yes. And then Sam has watched porn with their girlfriends. If you have a brother that's similar age, you want to do that? It's just weird. Like, I don't know, in a hotel room. like In a hotel room, it's a little weirder. Like a party, I get it. But it just me and my brother in a hotel room, probably not. Yeah, Yeah, but they've both been drinking. You know how guys get when you guys know how you get when you've been drinking, if you know what I mean. We definitely throw Um, on the channel and watch tits. (laughs) <laughs> I feel like maybe he was probably like just watching it and then maybe he would have taken care of things in the bathroom, but I don't think it was like No, I, I mean oh no, I'm no, not I, I don't think not that, that far. Yeah, yeah, no. That's not what I'm <laughs> seeing. Like just watching it on TV. Like if you're watching music videos of like girls dancing. Like, yeah, it's just like, it, it's just like, like you go to like the strip background. club with your guy friends. Have you, have so. you guys ever yeah. been to a like a really legitimate cheap motel? Yes. 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 <laughs> Yeah, fucking gross, right? Yeah, condoms yeah. on the windowsill. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. On the other side, like not on gross. my side, uh. but it's just like the worst. It's funny. Um, I was t- actually telling this story to someone recently. So I'd gone to a New Year's party and we got the like the shittiest fucking motel to sleep at that night. And I was in a full suit and everything. And I slept in my suit because I didn't want any of my skin to have contact with anything <laughs> yeah. on the bed. But I had to take my socks off because I can't sleep with socks on. It's just too much like heat. So there I was sleeping in a full suit and socks off, <laughs> hanging off the bed so they wouldn't touch anything because it was so yeah. fucking gross. Yeah, so we've stayed, Sam and I have stayed in some gross, shady establishments before for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like now at my at our age, like I'm like, no, like I'll, I'll spend the extra couple hundred bucks. Oh, really? This was nice just place. like a few years ago, Joe. No, I know. Yeah, I know. We went to, uh, was that Motel 6? We went to Monster Mania. We went to that like Motel Six, and it was like really Motel Six shady. is disgusting, but like yeah. cheaper, cheaper than that even. Like, there's been a few other cheaper ones we've done. Yeah, I can't remember. Like, them, someone's gonna just walk and pa- like. <laughs> it was a straight prostitute motel because I turned on the TV and it was yeah. literally porn, just like Steve's on. I was like, oh. Okay. Yeah, we've definitely stayed at like a drug like place that was just like all druggies and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think they're less common now. Like, there's still some for sure. But because oh, of yeah. internet ratings, people avoid them. So they definitely, yeah. If it's not the, clean, there's no business, right? It's not like back then where you kind of take a shot, like, oh, there's a hotel near wherever I'm going. Let's try this. Right. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. That's definitely a positive thing the internet's brought. Where right. can, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can yeah, it, scope out places before you go. Right. <laughs> I remember I went into one when I was younger and there was like fly paper, like, hanging and this is like a bunch of dead flies on the paper and shit i'm like oh that's nice yeah that fly paper <laughs> is always a bad sign yeah. regardless of where you go you know? 
Yeah. <laughs> no one clean has ever bought a fucking flat paper. Like, no. You know? <laughs> yeah. Has has anyone seen the sequels to these? There's two, right? I, no. I believe. I've never yeah. seen. I think Sam says she did. One of them. The second one, but I don't remember. So. Yeah. They gotta be on TV. Don't ask right? me. I, I, they're not, they're are. not here. No. Uh, really? I'll take a quick clip. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't find them streaming anywhere here because I, I was yeah. wanting to watch at least one of them to see, but. Is it like I wonder? Is, so I'm assuming it's just like Rusty Nail, like is bad. Obviously, because Rusty Nail survives this one. Right. Some Sequel way, says Rusty somehow. Nail, and it, I don't yeah. think about the third one. I wonder if it's Ted Levine, did, or they just use they different guys. Right. Voice. I, I they doubt did. it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, it's not on TV. Mm-hmm. I play watching Vacancy now, though. Vacancy's on TV. Vacancy's a good one. Another great motel, sleazy motel movie. <laughs> Rest stop isn't bad either. It's pretty low budget though. I've yeah, I've definitely seen Rest Stop. I, I don't remember much about it though. Oh. Well, you guys want to rate it? Is that it? Uh, just a note: uh, Rusty Nail is part of number three as well. So, ah, oh. he uh, he goes through. He the just whole keeps series. keeps on ticking. Did you guys like that? He sur- did you like that he survived and like he framed the uh, ice truck oh, driver? <laughs> I thought we should have had some kills from the main characters too. Mm. Yeah, may- maybe kill like one of them, like the brother or Lily. like a sacrifice kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But there's only like two kills in this. You got Ice Truck mm-hmm. Killer, which the cops killed. Or maybe he killed and just put him in the car. I don't know. And then who else? Because he doesn't kill the dude with the jaw. No. He, he kills the uh, hotel owner, the motel owner. Oh, that's right. The so last motel. Yeah. And then, well, we don't know if that guy survived. I mean, his fucking jaw was completely gone. He, I don't know. He might, yeah, he might end wondering. up dead. They said he was in a coma. So he's in a coma. Yeah. Yeah. He might not make it. <laughs> Right. Fun fact that um, uh, Ken Kersinger plays him in part three, which is Jason. Oh, Brady. Jason. Nice. Yeah, Brady versus Jason. That's fun. That's what they needed to do. Like have him in a shadow with a big motherfucker playing him. Yeah, that's what yep. I think too. But mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I heard they filmed three different endings too. And this ending is yeah. the only one he survived. Right. Oh, they should have killed him. Yep. One yeah, I, I kind of think so too. Yeah. That's what that was obviously the plan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Uh rate it. Yes. Sam, lead it off. I go first. Um, I'm going to give it an 8.7. Ooh. Ooh. All right. Not too high? No. That's your no. rating. Hey, that's your, yeah, exactly. Um, I am a little lower. Great. I mean, really fun movie. Minimal issues, but, you know, I, I like I, the biggest issue is the killer part, which definitely brings it down a little. But fun ride. Definitely recommend it. Seven and a half. I'm there with you, but I'm a little lower, 7.25, because I think the girl is just a wasted opportunity. Um, the killer, and like if you move the girl, you keep the fast pace, because once it was like fast, it was really good, but like the kind of mm-hmm. slow stuff was lame. So 7.25. And I'm right there with you guys, uh, 7.5. I, you know, yeah, there are issues with the killer, uh, with the girl and everything, but I enjoyed the, like, I really enjoyed watching the movie, and it's one I'd revisit, you know, in five years or five ten years because it's just it's a cool film you know i i the tension throughout the comedy it it all hit with me so 7.5 it's a good film cool all right wait 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 ghostbusters next week i'm so excited can't Can't wait wait. and some nachos and some hot dogs at the movie theater can't wait to see paul rudd and we have an interview sexiest man alive right yeah nice we got an interview with Slimer, you said, Joe? Yes, we have an interview with Slimer <laughs> next week, so stay tuned. Sweet. <laughs>
Yeah, I'm so looking forward to this. And it's amazing. I hope you like that... it, man. I'm in bumpy. Oh, fuck me too. <laughs> There's going to be a Halloween kill situation if I don't like it. Like, I'm just going to like fucking die. But I it's... got to commend Sony on this one because of all, with all the ads and trailers that have been released, they've only really shown like two, three minutes of the film. Yeah. It's always the same footage over and over that they keep re-showing. And that gives me hope that they're confident that the movie is going to have a lot of cool Easter eggs and surprises. In fact, I'm not going to say what it is, but uh, in the last trailer, there's one of the ghosts was from the toy line of the TV show of the cartoon series. And I had that toy and seeing it like realized on film was so fucking cool to me. Uh, So I hope they do more of those like really obscure Easter eggs because I love that yeah. you know movie. I love that series. Uh, the toys was one of my big like toy collections. So super mm-hmm. pumped about this. Yeah. So this is just one that happens after the ones from this the Ghostbusters 80s? three. Yeah. This is straight up Ghostbusters mm-hmm. three. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The I other one goose- doesn't exist. <laughs> I got goosebumps on the last trailer I watched when you hear like Dan Aykroyd's voice. Mm. Like I don't know if you guys heard saw that one, but oh, yeah. I was like, Ooh. I didn't see that one. I don't really know what to expect. I honestly, I didn't know that they were making a Ghostbusters movie until I saw the trailer. It does so have your boyfriend I think in it, Sam. What? It does have your boyfriend in it though? <laughs> that little kid is not my boyfriend. <laughs> But I am excited about it. So I think because I'm going in with like no, you know. I heard they're going to have Acto Cooler in some of the theaters too. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, they're doing that yeah. as a promotion. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited. I am bummed that it, Egon isn't in it, obviously. I know. But the whole movie but the, is based is around her, him. His, so. his granddaughter. He's my yeah. son's favorite character, and we're going on Saturday too. So he's kind of bummed that he won't be in there either. So yeah. Yeah. I wonder but, if they'll put his daughter in there. Like, uh, what's her name? Uh, she like wrote a book about him and all that. Um, Tower Ramis's daughter. Oh, you guys know who I'm talking about? No, I okay. She wrote like a whole book. I wonder if they'll put her in as a cameo mm-hmm. just to like have a piece of him in there. What I'm curious is if we're gonna see the baby from Ghostbusters 2, Oscar, as a character. Oh, oh. <laughs> I, I did hear that. I heard a rumor that, that he might be in there, yeah, like Candyman stuff, 2021 stuff. Like yeah, baby yeah exactly. so, so I'm, yeah, I'm super. I can't wait for next week's episode. That's like. That yeah. was my number one it's, anticipated film this year. So, and the early but, reviews have been like phenomenal. Like, right. people are people are saying it's like as good as like original Ghostbusters, which is bold. That's bold. So yeah, we'll that's, see. I don't want to put <laughs> that expectation on it for <laughs> yeah. myself. But, River of uh, Slime. I know. I know you've seen them countless times, Steve. But are you going to do a one and two rewatch before? The I, I already did. Did I did? Nice. Yeah, I did last week. And nice. I fucking love those movies. Like, I think. River of Slime. Yeah. I think we should probably do a one and two rewatch them because, like, when was the last time you watched like one and two? Ghostbusters. Yeah. Oh my god, it's been a really long time. This man is no dick. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually why I had the Vigo question because I just watched Ghostbusters two that Uh, day and thought about it. Uh, I saw the original in theaters a couple years ago. It was fun. Mm. That's a good good movie to see in theaters. I actually watched it with my brother in law. He came over with my sister and the kids. And he didn't know that Ron Jeremy appears in the first one. <laughs> the hedgehog? I, yeah, I, I pointed him out. He's like, holy shit, that blew my mind. He's just there smiling, right? Yeah, he's, he's just an extra in the background. <laughs> yeah. but it's, yeah. Well, now he's, in, now he's in jail. Oh, my yeah. God, for horrible reasons, too. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He deserves mm-hmm. to be in there, but goddamn. Yeah. yeah. A lot of shady business in the <laughs> last couple of decades, huh? Yeah, my, yeah, my God. 
He had a rum at one point. I remember I bought a bottle of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was I saw Ron, that a uh... Ronde Jeremy <laughs> <laughs> gave you a boner instantly. <laughs> I saw him at the O'Hare Airport one time. He just looked like uh, a he's small. little old man. Yeah, he's yeah. super small. Except for his wiener, I guess. <laughs> Lead us out, Sam. All right, guys, that's gonna be it for this week's episode. Hope you enjoyed the review. Follow us on Instagram. Check us out on Discord. It's always a good time over there. Next week we will be reviewing Ghostbusters, which we've already said. So we'll see you next week. Instagram for the interview with Robert Kurtzman. Bye. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Horror Squad Podcast. Where today we are joined by a very special guest. He is a true legend in the makeup and effects department, winning several awards throughout his career and has worked on such genre films uh, such as uh, From Dust Till Dawn, Wishmaster, Dr. Sleep, The Faculty, John Carpenter's Vampires, Scream, Evil Dead film series, Network on Elm Street film series. The list goes on and on. Uh, please welcome renowned makeup artist Robert Kurtzman. Robert, thank you so much for joining us today. We are thrilled to have you on. Oh, thanks for having me. Hello, everyone. Awesome. Uh, so obviously today uh, you're here to talk about your latest film, uh, Black Friday, which will be hitting select theaters on November 19th and VOD on November 23rd. Uh, can you tell our listeners a little, little about the film and how you got involved in the project? Uh, sure. It's a uh, crazy kind of horror comedy. Um, uh, it's uh, all set in a... Uh, uh, a toy store on Black Friday. Uh, all hell breaks loose when an alien presence uh, introduces itself and starts to infect the shoppers and they go crazy transforming into creatures and shit. So mm -hmm. yeah, uh, I got involved with it. Um, uh, producer um, Warner Davis, uh, I'd worked with on a film years back called Funhouse Massacre, which is another horror comedy uh, set around Halloween. And um, and he approached me with it and sent me the script and I thought it was a lot of fun and that it would have a, uh, uh, we'd have a great opportunity to do some crazy uh, new monster stuff. So, yeah. 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 And I mean, the monsters and the, the creature effects in this are just really just top notch stuff. Uh, can you talk, can you talk to us about the uh, brainstorming creative process uh, for the designs? Yeah, well, uh, uh, Andy, the writer, and Casey Tebow, um, they uh, came up with, a, you know, a great script. It had uh, a lot of um, new ideas when it came to the monsters. At least Casey had some ideas. So uh, because it kind of starts out with the standard infected, uh, you know, uh, zombie 28 days later kind of thing. Uh, and then, and, and, you know, that, that was all fine. But then the fact that it kind of takes a twist and uh, these things start to uh, transform into something more um, alien-like or, you know, with some weird bird DNA, uh, you know, with beaks and things um, that uh, during the process, basically Casey would have an idea, he'd throw it at me, I'd sketch something up and then, and then it goes, it kind of went from from there, like we just brainstormed back and forth, which was really fun, creative process. And um, eventually, you know, we locked in the looks for everything, um, you know, angry granny and the mega shopper mm. and everything. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of really fun designs uh, throughout. Which one would you say was your favorite one to do? 
Um, I don't know. I like, I like, you know, I love Angry Granny with Norman Cabrera, a very incredible uh, sculptor and designer, worked on that with us and, uh, and kind of spearheaded that uh, suit and creature. And, um, and then uh, Mark uh, Steger actually performs it. He's a very um, well-known suit performer. Um, he's been in a lot of different films. Um, and he, he, we built that on him, um, knowing wow. that we need somebody to, you know, perform um creature like that isn't uh you know uh somebody who knows how uh, to make the body movements look natural and cool and scary and not just lumbering around um going burr i'm a monster you know so <laughs> um and i really dug the mega shopper uh mike mccarty spearheaded that at autonomous effects and uh we had a great time coming up with that i worked with uh, comic book illustrator mark kidwell who did all the initial sketches that we went back and forth with Casey with and mm -hmm. kind of locked in that. And then once we start sculpting things, there's a little more realism that comes to the, the, the designs, you know, based off of a kind of a 2D, 2D sketch. And then it goes into um, more realistic mode when we're sculpting. Um, but I think I'm, my favorite stuff, and maybe I'm just biased, but my son, Louis Lewis, he's an actor and he played, we brought him in to play Emmett, the uh, the new guy who transforms. So he had about six stages of uh, transformation from very subtle pale looks all the way to, you know, the monster gets his head bashed in. And then we had the, the bashed in head version and then uh, of his makeup. And then we had a mechanical head version of that that transforms again. Uh, I think that was probably the most fun getting getting to work with my son, but also watching him perform and, uh, and uh, bring that to life. So Nice. Now, like, we're, we're, it kind of starts off as sort of like a pink blob-like uh, thing. Now, is that like in the script, or you know, did they just kind of give you creative control and let you go go with it? Yeah. Now, well, it was uh, described as a um, grapefruit-sized, uh, um, you know, mass. Mm -hmm. So I took that and we ran with that, you know, making something that could pulsate and open up and had, had this like little worm inside of it and everything for the first mm -hmm. stage. We actually had three stages of that and we only used um, really two, which was the big seven foot mass and then mm -hmm. the uh, small one. And initially there was a middle uh, mass that was like four by four by four, you know. And um, what happened was uh, when that, when we decided not to use that, um, we ended up taking that one and we grafted it onto the back of the mega shopper. So it gave it mm -hmm. that real kazu looking sack on its back with the pulsing lights, which was really cool. Um, but yeah, no, that, you know, the design wise on that, um, um, Bill, uh, a guy named, uh, Bill Bryan, uh, handled, uh, those, he's kind of a master at those kind of inflating sacky, mm -hmm. um, things, which were really cool. So he designed and, and, um, built all that and they were all run with we had various size vacuum systems which basically big shop vacs that one would pump and one would suck and that's how we were able to make things look like they were moving around nice uh now in the climax of the film obviously i don't want to give too much away uh because you know the film has not released yet but we're treated to quite the the monster uh towards the end the end of this film uh you know can you talk a little bit how you achieved this behemoth of a design uh well what was great i mean basically 
it's a um, it's a creature or it's a it's a performer in a in a costume okay. uh, with a me- mechanical head and a radio controlled head and uh, and there's some green screen elements to make like one arm look like a, more of a bird arm and not look so human so his real arm is operating that arm and with you know green on so then it was removed uh but the whole idea with that was that we were going to shoot it against in against a green screen and then um composite it into the plate shots that were all the store shots of the parking lot and everything to make it look like it was an 80 foot tall mm-hmm. you know kazu monster so very cool. Uh, now, this film, it has a really fun cast, including, of course, the great uh, Bruce Campbell, who I know you've worked with in the past uh, on, you know, the Evil Dead series. So uh, can you talk about uh, some of your experience with him and also a little bit about the Evil Dead franchise? Yeah, I, well, I first met Bruce doing Evil Dead 2 way back. That, that dates me a little bit. Um, <laughs> the uh, And then after that, I mean, we've been friends ever since and, and um uh, We've worked on multiple projects over the years together, including uh, Army of Darkness, and then uh, some of the Hercules and Xena TV shows, and Jack of All Trades, and those shows that he did in New Zealand. We would go over there all the time and uh, do the effects. Uh, we would split the effects a lot on those shows with um, Weta Weta Effects and uh, Richard Taylor's company. And so they, they every kind of we would juggle episodes. So we'd fly over there and work with those guys, and then. Um, and then, you know, Bubba Hotap and various other shows over the years. Um, and I always see Bruce, you know, we connect all the time at like horror movie conventions mm. and stuff. So it was kind of fun because I hadn't seen him in a couple of years because of uh, uh, COVID had shut down all the conventions. And that was my right. chance to hang out with him all the time. Mm. And um, and then uh, so I got on the project and then I, I believe a few weeks later, Warner called me or it might've been Casey and I, Casey said, um, we have, uh, you know, we just landed Bruce. He's going to star in the movie, you know, and I'm like, awesome, you know, so not only are we going to be trapped in, uh, in Massachusetts shooting this, uh, um, you know, in the cold in one location under COVID restrictions, but, you know, now Bruce is going to be hanging out with us. So it made it, you know, a really fun time. Huh, that's cool. I'm actually from Massachusetts. So there you go. <laughs> uh, so uh, I want to go back a little to the beginning of your career here. Um, c- you know, can you tell uh, our listeners, you know, h- how you got involved, uh, you know, in your career in the makeup business? Yeah, well, I, I started back in 1984. So it was uh, mid 80s. Um, and I was going to art school at the time, uh, art college, and uh, wasn't real happy after a year at art school because it it really wasn't what I wanted. I, I wanted to dive right into effects makeup, and but at the time I didn't know where to start, and so I just went to art school, you know. And uh, so I dropped out and just moved to LA, and um, took a, a makeup course, twelve year or twelve uh, week makeup course, twelve years, yeah. Um, and um, then I just started, uh, you know, working around town at the various studios at that time. I started out at John Beekler's and then I was, yeah, I worked at Stan Winston's for a while and then uh, Mark Showstrom's and Kevin Yeager's. And then eventually after about five years of working around, um, me and uh, Greg Nicotero and Howard Berger started our own company because we all lived together, had our own house together and, and then uh, decided we were kind of 
supervising and overseeing projects and doing a lot of set work for um, other companies. And we decided to form our own company and, and start doing it. Awesome. Uh, what advice would you give to someone today who's wanting to get involved in, in the makeup industry? Obviously, with, you know, CGI being, you know, kind of Kind of taking, I wouldn't say taking over. I, I, I've always been a huge proponent of practical effects. And I, I always think it, there's nothing better really, but you know, obviously CGI is, you know, becoming more and more prevalent nowadays. So what would you uh, give for advice to people wanting to get into this business? Um, well, if you want to do it, you just, you just do it, learn all mm -hmm. you can take all the art, art courses you can when you're growing up in high school or whatever. And then, you know, even courses on the side. When I was growing up, my mom was an artist. So she would uh, book these art lessons with other local artists all the time. So I learned how to oil paint and sculpt. And uh, we would go like on weekend retreats with artists, you know, showing you their techniques. And uh, I would absorb all of that. And that's what I suggest is that absorb everything you can. And then uh, if you really want to do it, realize it's hard work and nothing comes easy. Um, so you're, you know, you start at the bottom and you start working your way up and you build mm -hmm. your portfolio because that's the only thing that counts is yeah what's in your portfolio that's <laughs> what we look at we don't care about your education or any of that it's just all about the art mm -hmm. so perfect um i mean now you I mean, you have such a prolific career and i'm sure you've been asked this before but um what, what would you say is like your favorite makeup or creature effect you know you've ever done i know they're all babies to you but there's got to be a few maybe that that stick out that you're most proud of uh well i'm kind of biased toward the gin and wishmaster the first mm. film i really i really love that makeup yeah um, but um uh i don't know there's there's things that again from dust till dawn one of my favorite things is the the giant rat that Savini turns into mm. when he transforms. I, I just love that thing. And uh, it was just really cool uh, fight sequence. It was a chance to do something a little wacky and crazy uh, with a big puppet. But um, I don't know, you know, I mean, most recently, I guess uh, it would be the haunting of Hill House. I'm, mm. And I'm I just really happy with the way the whole show turned out. But um, thought we did some really great work in it. And um, and so it's always good when, when a show uh, is actually, every episode is just great. And, you know, and that's the other thing I forgot, I was gonna mention, you, you mentioned CGI mm -hmm. kind of taking over. Well, it hasn't really, it, initially when it first came out, it was the new thing and everybody right. had to do it, everything became. Now, but with TV, like with television, the shows on TV, there's a renaissance now of practical effects happening uh, on so many shows and, and then there's, um, there's times CG, you know, comes into play mm -hmm. to augment things or to, but, but it's just another tool in the arsenal, but it's not being overused a lot now in that sense. And, and I think there's a great mix going on right now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, like I said, practical effects, I mean, I, it's just an art, like you said, I mean, it's an art and it, as a, you know, especially in the horror genre, it, there's really just nothing better. You can just tell the difference, like just, to unfold um now i i know you mentioned uh from dusk till dawn which I, I wanted to get involved uh touch on that a little bit um a lot of people maybe not know this that you actually wrote the the story for it correct yeah i did yeah can, can you talk about that process 
uh, well, it, it, originally I wanted to direct, I was coming up with a project to direct. Mm-hmm. I was doing second unit on various films and um, I really wanted to just break out and do my own film. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of conceived as a low, but a really small picture initially, uh, Assault on Precinct 13, you know, uh, set in, in the strip club with the vampires. And I was really trying to come up with an isolated um, film uh, that we could just isolate the characters in and then have a lot of fun uh, budget wise, you know, trying to keep it contained. Um, so I wrote the, the story uh, and then um, originally John Esposito, who wrote Stephen King's Graveyard Shift and he currently writes on Creepshow, um, he was going to uh, write the screenplay so we partnered up on it. And then uh, he had to go away because uh, Steve, the graveyard shift got greenlit and he had to fly to location. And I was like, okay, so we need to get this written though. And so we started looking around and um, a couple of our friends suggested this guy, Quentin, who is at the time working at a, the video store. That's, you know, the infamous video store. Mm. And, um, and he sent three scripts to us to read. And it was... Uh, natural born killers true romance and reservoir dogs and they hadn't been made yet so but we had read the scripts and and we really thought this would be perfect for him and he understood the genre and um and so we just hooked up with quentin and and we gave him his first writing gig which was enough money to leave the leave the video store and (laughs) and start working full-time writing scripts I mean, shortly after that, then Reservoir Dogs, he got that off the ground. And um, so, and then over the years, um, we spent a, a, quite a bit of time trying to get the movie off the ground, but it, it really was a hard sell because it, it was this, it, there, it wasn't like a typical three act structure. And it was like halfway through the movie, the movie changed completely. Yeah. So, and that was a big problem with a lot of studios. They didn't understand like, well, how, how does it go from this to this? Like, halfway through um eventually that became what everybody loves about it but um uh so you know we struggled with that getting it off the ground for about 10 years and then when uh um robert rodriguez became interested in it then it was like maybe we should let maybe maybe we should let this go and we should just produce and and um and do the effects you know so and you know get my writing credit and uh not um you know, first out the gate, we have, I got a big project and it became a much bigger film. You know, I was trying to do it for a couple million bucks and it turned into like a $17 million movie <laughs> with a you know, big cast and everything. So uh, it was probably the smartest decision I ever did uh, walking away from directing and going, okay, I just want to, you know, be part of this bigger project now. Was it your idea to bring Savini on board or how, how did he get involved with it? No, uh, that was Robert's idea. Okay. Yeah, yeah Robert's a Savini fan, so. Cool, cool. Uh, now, another hat, you're a man of many hats. Uh, another hat you've worn, of course, is is director, uh, directing, of course, the uh, Wishmaster and uh, several other films. Um, do you think you'll get ever get back into the director's chair? Uh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, um, I have a, I don't know, half a dozen things right now I'm working mm-hmm. on, so it's like, eventually one of them will hit so awesome awesome now i I gotta uh talk about nightmare i'm a massive nightmare on elm street fan um so if you have do you have any you know stories or uh fun memories of working on that film series 
Well, yeah, I mean, it would have been the first one I worked. I, I started out working on um, Dream Warriors, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> which is actually one of, is probably my favorite sequel um, in the series. But I do like uh, New Nightmare a lot. Uh, but um, it was like the first time I met Robert and, you know, on the set and I've known him ever since. And mm-hmm. um, so that was you know and I was kind of a young kid and it was you know I was a fan of Nightmare on Elm Street and getting to work on the sequel was like ah you know very (laughs) exciting at the time and it it was kind of that way every time we got to work on a a franchise that I grew up on like a Texas Chainsaw or 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 Halloween or any of those like because I grew up on them the first time we worked on one of those things it was a big deal to me (laughs) um you know and because I got to meet you know you know john carpenter for the first time or and uh wes and you know so it was you know wes i didn't meet until later when we did people under the stairs so uh because he wasn't directly involved with the sequels at that point until right uh, until new nightmare so cool and you worked with him on scream as well right yep uh we did the first three scream movies so very cool yeah very cool Uh, i mean and you worked with so many iconic directors over the years. Is there any, you know, in particular that kind of stick out for their, their style or how they let you kind of do your work? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy working. I mean, recently with, you know, Mike Flanagan, mm-hmm. uh, cause we did three pictures together. And then, uh, so I really enjoy his process and, and how he works and he's a great writer and a great filmmaker. Definitely. Um, I, I love working with Kevin Smith. There's a little, um, little creative um, uh, back and forth we like to do and, and we like to I don't know I call it a jam session but every time I do something with Kevin there's always a fun jam session um, then uh, I mean probably I mean one of my the, my favorite filmmaker um, would be I, I love working with Sam Raimi and I love mm. the times I've had with Sam on set and he's just a um, he's just like a kid in a candy store and he has such great ideas and, and he's very um, like creatively, there's just so much energy there that um, it's just, it just, you absorb that and you have so much fun, you know? Yeah, definitely. Cool. Um, Well, Robert, I could really sit here and talk to you about horror and filmmaking all and your makeup effects all day, but time is running short. Um, so before we let you go, um, obviously everyone check out Black Friday coming out very soon. Um, but is there any other projects um, or anything else you could share with us that you got coming up? Well, yeah, it'll probably be uh, sometime next year. We got a, a new series that we did for uh, Netflix called First Kill. Um, then we uh, we did a, a show with Jerry Bruckheimer um, called um, uh, Secret Headquarters. So it's uh, it's kind of a fun uh, kids uh, adventure uh, project. I can't give details away, but um, and uh, yeah, and then there's a couple other things that we worked on that uh, you'll see coming up if you just check out the IMDb. You'll you'll see. Hmm. So awesome. All right, Robert. Well, th- well, thank you so much for joining us. It was an honor and uh, hopefully we'll have you on again soon. Awesome. Thanks for having me. You got it.
so I'm five foot ten. I got dirty blonde hair down to my shoulders. I got blue eyes, really soft skin. Oh, man, this this turn of meal. And if I were there, Rusty Mayo, you know what I'd do? Tell me. Awesome! I'd make you feel good.